Ponderosa Pine. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 16th of May 2015. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. I'm ill again. And Robert Kemp. I'm alright. You won't be for much longer if I come over there tomorrow. <laughs> I'm <gonna fight> you <laughs> up. <laughs> you coming to infect you? <laughs> Everyone's be been ill. Bed. I've no. I. I. For some reason, I've been fine, but I, multiple people have been, have got colds. Like the moment the Tories got in, <laughs> like everyone's suddenly allergic to Tory majorities. I swear. Is it like the the, the wave of depression, and then no one's really like the shy Tory syndrome. No one's really wants to be honest about the fact that they are depressed by a Tory government. So they uh, call in sick from work, being all like, "Oh yeah, I've got a got a real bad cold." Like. Um, um, yeah, it's uh, can you hear? It? Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm not coming in. Right, cheers, bye. Yeah, but the trouble is that this depressing reality will last for a long time, and you can't just take a day off work and it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure away. that <laughs> pretty sure that sickness index or whatever it is they use to, to like corporations use to rank how ill you've been or something, and if that's going to be a problem. Do they have that? Yeah, apparently there's some algorithm that you run on how many sick days someone has taken, and that if you, and if you go past a certain score or something, it basically flags you as taking the piss, and they can All like, right. take some sort of action against you. But surely that becomes obvious way before you hit that threshold. You would hope, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Wait. I haven't taken any um, piss. Any uh, any piss just yet thanks to this depressing political hellscape that we now live in it's well I, we now live in surely it's exactly the same <laughs> well yeah sure i know but we haven't had a tory majority since 1997 i guess no yeah that's right since the john major years yeah Ask john major here <laughs> 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 the most amazing John Major impression. <laughs> it was it was not far off originally. It was like based on the spitting image John Major impression, and then it's like it's turning into some kind of strange feral animal. It was something about how my mouth ended up moving, like to do that to do that impression. That it just sort of reminded me a bit like a Muppet, and then he sort of like sort of. <laughs> well, there's not much between Muppets and spitting image puppets, really, is there? I suppose. I suppose their mouth does just open and close. Yeah, that's about it. Bah, 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 bah. And then they jiggle around a lot. So why are you ill? Yeah, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> you just slow and sniffy and... Yes. Well, I was about to say coffee, but that's not that different from your normal state. No. That has been fairly consistent. Maybe slightly worse. I'm sure we're bound to find out over the course of the next few hours. This whole living in London business seems to have solved my freaking um, hay fever. I don't seem to be all sniffing all the time. Like, there's no plants, obviously. Yeah. Well, exactly. But apparently, well, I was a contraband in yeah, London. But apparently, people get like hay fever really badly from like the air pollution and stuff. Um, really? But apparently, but yeah, yeah. That sort of but thing. surely that's not really hay fever at that point. That's like well, maybe allergy or an allergic yeah, reaction allergy to thing. shit and fuel exhaust. Maybe, but it seems to happen more in summer and stuff for, to some people. But I seem to be, 
I, I think I'm just allergic to stuff in Suffolk. <laughs> There's too many cats. That's what it is. It's not the cats. It's, um, I mean, it's just it, cats it, in the air. Yeah, because I'm still allergic to cats in London, that's for sure. Um, I can tell when I go around Ho and David's house and they have those two cats and it's like, after a while, no, it's no good. I need to escape. They may be cute, but they make me die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the way to say it. The Meowsworths. <laughs> is that, is that their official name? Yeah, the Meowsworths. Meowsworths. That's cool. Although apparently they were being more like Purringtons uh, today than Meowsworths. <laughs> <But, laughs> I don't know, the feuding halves of the Twix family or something. <laughs> the Meowsworths <laughs> versus the Purringtons. Purringtons. <laughs> so, like, perhaps that's what Downton Abbey needs some kind of cat warfare. Oh, I was saying the other day, I've never seen Downton Abbey. Nobody I don't really I. care to. I've seen know. it in the background while I've been doing more interesting things. Yeah, I don't know. Americans seem to be keen on... That's the only thing they seem to get from Britain is Downton Abbey. It's, it's like, because what? it's, I don't know, quaint and you know stereotypically British, and the Americans love a stereotypical <laughs> Brit. Apparently, yeah. Anyway. I don't even know what the theme... Does that have a theme tune? It must have. Presumably, yeah. I don't even know what it is. Like they would make a big deal. Like, oh, it's the Downton Abbey Christmas special. It's like yeah. maybe it's a big enough thing to have like a Christmas special and people actually care about it. The thing is now all I've got is in my head is the antique roadshow theme tune. Yeah. At least that's a good theme tune. It's recognizable at least. I think I associate that theme tune with any period drama. Right, just because they always at some country house or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then Fiona Bruce turns up and ruins it. Fiona Bruce. Actually, as soon as anyone opens their mouth and ruins it. It should just be pictures of the countryside, of quaint British countryside. And what, old no, actually, <laughs> no, no actual antiques or no, any just, kind of roadshow. No, <laughs> just, just, just random objects and, uh, and classical music. But don't you like just guessing... The what stupid crap is worth that you know nothing about. Oh, sure, that's, fine. That, there. that's fine for like five minutes, and then you end up hating everyone on the show. It's one of those shows where people are annoying. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and my dislike of the general public. I don't know. <laughs> but what what is it they're doing to annoy you? Something about sometimes, like you can tell that, like, like the uh, uh, was it the the experts or the <laughs> yeah yeah. The... Uh, What's the, what's the I'm, I'm looking, value, yeah evaluators I suppose whatever the proper name is yeah that they they are padding for time or they don't actually really know what the hell they're talking about or yeah. that the person they're talking to already knows everything that they're saying because they just told them it first right before they were on camera yeah or, or that they sometimes on camera they'll like just basically repeat what they've just been told right <laughs> and it just starts winding me out and there was one thing I, I, I you know, I don't watch it regularly, but occasionally you see some stuff. There was something about a larger, uh, I don't know, wooden desky, chesty type thing, and they were looking at it. And then two experts looked at it, and they both had very different opinions on it. And it's like, well, you've basically just shown that this program is mostly bullshit. Well, that was well. One I was like, watching that one at the time. That was because that was some weird, like, ridiculous altar type thing from a church that may or may not have had any religious significance at all you can't rely on experts for that i guess <laughs> it's a thing that's probably been in that church for god knows how long it's, hundreds of years probably it's like a custom mod job or something wasn't yeah it? exactly yeah. at that point church. of course no one knows what the fuck it is desky chesty thing <laughs> And also, it was just like... <laughs> that sounds like something on which you would rest your chest. 
also it just appeared to just have random crap in it like that it was normally you'd empty the things out of a chest if you brought it onto antique furniture unless it was very significantly like tied to the whole concept of the chest but it just seems like they'd left whatever was in there in there and it just seemed like random junk but of course the experts were like well maybe this bit was part of it at some point <laughs> It's like, no, it's probably just some random crap that they need somewhere to put. Well, yeah, because they sort of <laughs> opened it up and they were like, I don't know, old paintings or something inside it, weren't they? They didn't, like, couldn't quite work out whether it was actually attached to the thing or if they'd been bolted on or something. Or Yes, it was probably just a convenient okay. place to store crap. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's a bad example. They don't often actually show, like, experts, like, revisiting stuff. To be all like, actually, I think my colleague is talking utter nonsense. I think it's this, blah, blah, blah. And it's actually worth four times more. Mwahaha. That would be more fun if you had like a debate going on between the so-called experts if, for every item. I think BBC4 sort of tried that, didn't they? With some sort of antiques-based quiz show. Oh, it's also boring. Something. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anything antiques-related. Bargain hunter. I don't know what it is. Oh, God. Bargain hunter. Oh. Uh, that boring. is so tedious. Who cares? Why? What? I don't know. What's the deal with antiques? <laughs> but I, maybe I'm just losing the understanding of the appeal of everything. <laughs> I, I think, like with antiques, it's because people value things so differently that there's the opportunity for money to be made. Not that any of that shit is actually really truly right. nice. Or not to my like i don't know aesthetic tastes it's really it's like you it, it's a quest to find someone dumb enough to to spend loads of money on the thing you have yeah right? i mean or, cynically yeah it's 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 all dodgy business isn't it <laughs> i guess i know but they're always talking about like oh this is if you were to insure this obviously you're not going to sell it you're going to keep this that's been a family heirloom forever but it's worth like a hundred thousand pounds so like you're going to insure it for that much right and they're like totally yeah <laughs> It depends if they have like I don't know what kind of are they the sort that would keep hold of it in the potential like that if it's kept in good condition for several years then we hand it over to our kids or our grandkids and then if they decide to sell it it'll be like half a million I don't know do they tell you do they speculate on what it'll be worth in the future or do they just say oh, this is worth well sometimes they are quite like at least on bargain hunt and I can't like honestly can't be sure whether that's true of all antique shows they will tell you what the market is like for that object right. so it seems like the value of objects doesn't naturally just get right more it's so like they it's ever say like oh this were, thing oh last year there was a big craze for this thing but now everyone thinks it's crap so i think in bargain hunt they do because it's <laughs> because it's auction focused you know i think they right. do say oh hey actually right now the market's dipping on this so this probably wasn't the best choice you know to put put up for sale you're probably going to make a loss on this right because it was popular and no longer is does this shit happen with like nes games i I, I don't know what's rare enough i think they're relatively stable but yeah because i was actually looking into I, i do this periodically actually i'd look into what what it would be to get hold of some old snes stuff given that SNES is a console I've never owned. Yeah. Um, and I pretty much have most of the others, like, from that era yeah. onwards. I mean, who doesn't um, want to play Super Metroid? That's exactly. I mean. That was precisely the reason I was looking, because it's, like, after we talked the other <laughs> week because I told Rob he, he should play it. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, I probably need to get hold of a legal copy, and I don't really want to buy it on Virtual Console. Uh, so maybe I should just try and get hold of the SNES game. <laughs> 
I mean, you had your Mega. Did you have they, they've got a bit. Recently? I've got two Mega Drives, so yeah. Probably did that a while back now, but that's the Genesis for our American listeners. Genesis. I've never really landed on which one of those names I prefer. Oh, Mega Drive is clearly <laughs> superior. I mean, it sounds really 80s and dumb. Like, you couldn't call something a Mega Drive now. You couldn't put the word Mega in anything now. No, no. But at the time, it was perfect. Like, Super Nintendo and Mega Drive. And, I don't know, Mega Drive. I suppose perhaps it does tie into the what you know the marketing <laughs> campaign Sega were going for. Yeah. Better than the Master System. Hey, man. Hey, hey, this isn't super. This is mega. Mega. Yeah, I just, just noticed the little I am says mega. <laughs> Sorry, they're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I, mean, I don't think they are in the UK. Uh, yeah, I think just, they are in the US. They're still no, allowed to sort of say, it's... this product is crap, we're better. Well, I noticed that because my dad has just recently come back from watching the cricket in the Caribbean, which may or may not be related to whether I got ill, but mum thinks it was from her, so... <laughs> Maybe <laughs> okay. that was irrelevant. What, you think he has some tropical he disease? Her... <laughs> you got tropical colour. Well, he had one. <laughs> he got one, but it's different from what I have, so that, you know, makes it seem less likely. Right. But anyway, so while he was there, he had to buy some medicine. He bought some cough sweets because he had a cough. <laughs> Which, you know, this is all, all coincidental. But on, the, on this packet of cough sweets, it's, it actually calls out. It's like, this is, it's like 20% better than Halls. And then it has like the registered trademark on the Halls. And then, on the, and then like an asterisk. And on the back, it says, this product is not manufactured or distributed by Kraft, owner of the registered trademark Halls. Hmm. So in America, they're still allowed to do that, where they like specifically call out other companies and be like, ah, their stuff shit. <laughs> this is those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that Pepsi and Coke still have their fights every now and then in Edvard Land. Seems like Coke won that war. Like, yeah. Recently. I don't know. It seems like it does still like very occasionally happen in like England, but I don't know what the like specific like there are certain how... yeah there are certain rules about it. I think it has to actually be purely factual. Like and that's the reason why the supermarket ads can get away with those price comparison things. Like oh, Asda is right. this much cheaper on average than Tesco's. I think it has to be based on some independent factual data or something. Right. How do you prove that cost sweet is twenty percent better than another cost sweet? Oh, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Actually, it's got twenty percent more active ingredients in it. Or, well, actually, that's not even what it says now that I look at it. <laughs> there's no actual numbers. Without this, so, it, this, this bit of packaging doesn't even make any sense because it doesn't even say it's better. It just says, "Okay, so <laughs> let me read you from the top of the packet. Let me read you the entire text of this packet." Okay, so it says, "Strong, effective, and affordable for your best health," which is the brand name. <laughs> It says menthol cough suppressant oral anesthetic, and then it says that again in Spanish. And then, it, then the bit which is asterisk says compare to active ingredient in, in halls. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> just compare it. Yeah, just go away. You'll go. discover something, I guess. <laughs> go, go away and figure it out, people. Try it for yourself. You'll learn As it, something. Are they inferring that the like? Strong, effective, and affordable part is the bit that you compare to halls. It's like it's stronger and more effective and more affordable. I would imagine that's what they're trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not very well, not a good layout of that sentence structure. Maybe it's because it's also in Spanish. 
What do you think is translated from Spanish? Well, maybe. I mean, the English comes first <laughs> on this package. Weird. Does does it work? Have you tried one? Yes, I ate quite a few of them when I when my cough was slightly worse than usual, and it does seem effective. I don't think I've had a halls in forever. It was the only other cough sweets we had in the house were strepsils. I mean, I haven't I used any of them for a long time either. And strepsils are strepsils are so overpriced. Like you could any like of those sort of sweets will work. Strepsils are or, good though. Also, like, naturally, yeah, but I don't think they're any better than just buying the cheap stuff. Also, naturally, the strepsils that we have in in the house are like five to six years out of date, as, <laughs> as always. <Yeah. laughs> with stuff that you don't. And then I look, I looked through. I was like, oh, this cough is actually slightly getting bad now. I need to do something about it. So I looked through our medicine cabinet. It's like, okay, these strepsils they're like six years out of date. This cough medicine that's like ten years out of date. <laughs> these other cough medicine that's only like three years out of date. But come on. <laughs> I'd imagine the uh, maybe strepsils just taste better. I don't know. I think the shape of strepsils is good. Like, oh, what, slight, slightly smoother contours, no, slightly less yeah. less chance of a harsh, <laughs> like machine pressed edge. Well, I don't know. They end up really because if you put them, you know, on your tongue in the the normal orientation or whatever, the flat flat, then as you <laughs> okay. suck them, they end up with a, like a sharp edge around them because. They start out with some oh, edges, sure. but then yeah, yeah. it's like a hard edge. The edges isn't the important bit. It's like how well, like how well cast they are. Like if they have any air bubbles in, that's what makes sharp edges. Because yeah, as you work true. your way through and you get the edge of the air bubble, yeah, you don't that's where you get the edges. Yeah. yeah, okay, you do get those in the cheap ones. But in terms of like, I don't know, cough suppressant. I think in terms of cough do. suppressant, probably all cough sweets are almost equally bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think they do work, if only for the fact that because you're sucking on a sweet, you, that for some reason makes you cough less, like regardless of any kind of ingredients. Mm. I think there is something to it, but maybe not in anesthetic for your throat. I don't know. And then my mum suggested honey and lemon, the classic maneuver. Apparently, that does actually work. Like, it tastes they, really gross. <laughs> they showed something on telly the other day where they had some guy, um, you know, uh, do a, I think it was a pepper, like a mild chili or pepper spray test or something where they'd spray him with this stuff and it would make you sneeze. And uh, and then they had a honey and lemon drink and tried it again and he was totally impervious to it. <laughs> what okay. do you think is it about? Is it the honey part? I mean, is it the com- mm, combination? Can't be anything to do with lemon, surely. But yeah, you'd think that would be almost more of an irritant. <laughs> yeah. How does that? How does the lemon part help? Well, that is why lemsip exists, I suppose. We wouldn't have that without this theory. <laughs> Vitamin C, something about the acid. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean. If it works, then there must... I don't know. Maybe maybe the sourness makes something in your face screw up in such a way that it doesn't allow for cops or sneezes. <laughs> Just have Haribo, by that logic. Get yourself some super sours. 
I think hot toddy is the best. <laughs> That's got to be the ultimate. <laughs> Uh, what is that? Honey and whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that working. Actually, in fairness, I've got some of that Jack Daniels honey whiskey, like Zach, if you want it. <laughs> surely, surely <laughs> no, if it's got to be hot, though. Actually, hot, though. Well, surely, if you're well, we can microwave like... it. I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> microwave Jack Daniels <laughs> with honey. Okay. No, no, just with honey flavoring, not actually with honey. Right. It probably is flavored, yeah. Surely, if you're looking to kill off the bacteria, you just have to drink like vodka. <laughs> Just burn all the alkali out. Just burn the shit out of it. Yeah, I mean, it totally works for the Russians, I'm sure. It just solves everything, doesn't it? Just keep drinking vodka. Kill all those bacteria real good. Everything seems better when you're on vodka. Permanently. I would... No, no. <laughs> hey, this, this, this alcohol discussion leads me onto my uh, my stupid day of stupidness. <laughs> Does it? I've had a stupid day. Mainly, <laughs> You've I was been stupid. drinking, Rob. Well, no, actually, the beer in my hand is the first beer I've had today, which is odd considering I thought I was going to a beer festival this morning. Oh, well, what the hell happened? I got my dates wrong by a whole week. Wow. <laughs> and I only realised this halfway to Cambridge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> how, how did you realise it halfway to Cambridge? Well, I wasn't driving conveniently. And uh, people yeah. I was talking to on my phone basically said, by the way, you know, this isn't today. It's like they all thought I was talking about coming in early next weekend because of circumstances and I'll be getting this lift from Nome. And so we had this conversation very vaguely talking about me coming in early on a Saturday. Um, it's like, does anyone want to meet up for lunch and stuff? And then after, then after I sent the message saying, okay, I'm on my way, someone finally realized that I hadn't been talking about the right day this whole time. Fortunately, they were nice enough to come, to come and still hang out for a bit. So it worked out in the end. What, in Cambridge? Yeah. So you just carried on and chilled out? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Did you? But you didn't... Like, I didn't partake in any booze. Right, like, you didn't just go to the pub. That's <laughs> what I would do if I'd missed out on the beer festival. Oh, we so, went for a well, Byron Burger instead. Mm, tasty. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Can't go wrong. There's one like 10 metres from my office. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, uh, maybe not. I might oh, never just... leave. <laughs> yeah. I'd be there like every day. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I do, I do go at lunchtime sometimes. Oh, yeah. Stick that meat right in my face. <laughs> what did you have? Did you have a special burger or something? I had, I had the Byron. Oh, the Byron. The Byron's a, it's great. It's, oh, it's, it's nice. Nice mixture of cheese and the bacon and the... The weird Byron sauce, I have no idea what it is or what it really even tastes like because it's in everything else. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the full weirdness of your day is that you forgot where you were going. I I knew exactly where I was going. Yeah, you were just going at the wrong point in space. Yeah, it's just like... Right point in space, wrong point in time. Today is the 16th and I failed to notice that the correct date was the 23rd. So are you going next week? (laughs) I will be as well, yes. You go to the beer festival. Sweet. (laughs) Oh, we're going to Cambridge more often than I initially planned. Hmm, sweet. Uh, and you're going to get a lift back so you can drink. Is that the plan? Well, no, next time I'll probably get the train or something. That was the original plan. Like, ah, I see. Okay. I can't expect anyone to pick me up super late mm. from uh, in a <laughs> what must be a somewhat unbearable state. 
Somewhat. Somewhat indeed. <laughs> so more on that next telecast. <laughs> next time you'll find out what happened. When I, went to the I just can't believe because oh, we've been talking about it's just the, the stupidest thing is we've been talking about plans like for how we were going to meet up and stuff like that, like all week and all that time. Obviously, we just referred to it as Saturday, and it didn't dawn on me at any point to actually check what the date was anyone was talking about. I keep arguing. I've started arguing with people over what the this Monday means. Or next, or next what? Monday. What does next Monday mean? What is next Monday? Yeah, like what date is like? What the twenty fourth of May? Right. Yeah. What's what 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 about that? No, what I'm just saying. Like, is it is next Monday? So is for it a me, bank holiday? This, no, I'm saying for me, <laughs> this Monday is in two days' time, right? Okay, because it's Saturday today. Oh, really and like then next Monday, how well he's following this conversation. <laughs> next Monday is in like nine days' time or something, right? But for other people, next Monday is in two days' time. Like, and oh. what? Some people say that <laughs> next Monday is in two days. No, 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 no. no. Yes, about? I think I do. I think I do. This Monday, to me, is... If people say this Monday, that's yeah. the one in two days' time. So, what, yeah. the 18th? Sure. And if people say next, next Monday, that's the week after that. I don't know so, what it is. Because it's... So if they which, is, which is, I suppose, technically wrong. But right. that's what it means to me. That's what it means to me, too. I'm the same as you. So well, maybe that's because of where we grew up or something. But anyway, people are saying next Monday uh, without the, ever saying this. They just said next Monday, and they meant the 18th or whatever. Right. And I was like, do you mean this Monday? They were like, no, that is, ne- that is the next Monday. It's the next Monday. You know, weirdly, of course it's I next Monday. I was like, what? what? I don't know. It can't be a, How do you refer be... to the one that's in a week's time? Yeah. What are you going to call that one? Monday next. Monday. Monday <laughs> to week? change it around. Yeah, Monday week, People maybe. Monday week. Yeah. yeah. Christ, oh, I don't know. Well, the thing is, is like, I don't think it's a Suffolk thing, like, you know, because Gnome does it the other way. Right. No, Noam has always said that next Monday, and that has confused the hell out of me. Right. As well. <laughs> Before, where, you know, she said, "Oh, it's next Monday," and then the, the next Monday's coming. But oh boy, I thought we were doing this thing like next week, and she's like, "Aren't you ready yet?" Or whatever, you know. <laughs> what? What? Damn it! Well, I guess if you're going, if you you could just say Monday, but then that sort of causes another problem in itself. Oh, if you say Monday, that definitely means this Monday to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just exactly. Monday. That's clear. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, that one's clear. As is this Monday. Do, there's there's no other way, meaning for this Monday. It's just next Monday that's odd. No. But they were saying, like, say it was Tuesday, and you were saying this this Monday. They thought that was the Monday just gone in the past. Like it's this Monday because it's this week. So this oh, Monday weird. Okay. Yesterday, and I'm like, yeah. no, this Monday is the next week, Monday, and then next Monday is the week after that. That's See, I would Monday. have to clarify that with this Monday gone or something. Yeah, like, add some suffix. Yeah, but they didn't think any clarity was necessary. They're like, oh, I don't know. It wouldn't be a Who suffix. Cares? It would be a supposition. <laughs> what? Is it, it's the the casting, yeah, I'm actually uh, trying to learn here. It's not, it wouldn't be a suffix if it was the word following, right? Suffix would be something added to the end of a word. So is, yeah, it, is it a supposition true. if you add something like that? To, I don't know. Zach, I don't know what that is. It's <laughs> as opposed to a learn, preposition. I should learn to language. Yeah, could well be. I have no idea. Look it up. Tell me. 
Tell, okay. me, tell me the grammar. Hey, kids, get grammar in. Don't listen to me. <laughs> well, that's the grammar cast over with. Yep. Now time we, for the summer cast. Out of the way. Yeah, I think we could, could, could talk about some some video games, maybe. <laughs> Podcast about video games. Vaguely touched on some SNES and Genesis action. <laughs> that's true, we have. Have we got any more up-to-date news? Kinda. It's been like compared to the the blow up of the Steam modding thing. It's been a somewhat quiet couple of weeks, I think. And this does tend to happen around this time of the year, like b- before the leaks for E three start happening. Yeah. So, strap yourself in, folks. This one's going to be a bumpy ride. Is it <laughs> sarcasm? No. It goes. Like, in not news, Guillermo del Toro has commented officially on what, what went on, and basically, well, he didn't really comment officially, he hasn't really explained what happened. To him, it was completely out of the blue that the Silent Hills project sort of died. He wasn't expecting it at all, um, mm-hmm. because of the Kojima-Konami separation, divorce, seeing other people. Um but he has said that he he feels at this point in time that he will be unlikely to return to video games after two of his projects have now failed. Oh, I keep canning everything. Yeah. Okay. And they're canning Del Toro projects. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. this this guy needs a break. Definitely. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't need a break. He's kind of respected, but... Well, he is respected, but I mean, yeah. What? But someone should, you know, respect him in the video game world. Come on. It's like... Surely it would be a good thing. Surely. No doubt it would be awesome. I mean, I think he's one of the direct Hollywood directors I'd most want to be involved in a computer game. I think most of them would be probably a bit crap. Well, especially, you know, if he was going down the horror route, he sounds like the sort of person that would get it right. Totes. <laughs> Totes. That's the least horror word you could have used. Totes my goats. <laughs> Totes posh. <laughs> Guillermo del Totes. When totes those like warm slipper sock things. Totes, totes yeah. Is... I mean, totes is the, the my umbrella is the totes brand. It's totes <laughs> branded. It's yeah. a totes toasty umbrella. <laughs> it's a totes awesome umbrella. So you can open it and say totes dry. Yeah. Totes dry. Totes dry, man. I don't so, yeah. think they're making the most of their advertising opportunity to idiots like me. <laughs> yeah, they really should. I they? They've got, it, yeah. I mean, they have the brand. They could do whatever they want. They could trademark that and stop everyone from officially being able to say totes, which would probably be a good thing. <laughs> they totes could. <laughs> it's true. probably already have, but aren't acting on it because they're probably not douchebags. What a shame. That he could actually stop people from saying something using a trademark, like out of their mouths. Well, no, because the they, general public—they probably want you to like say it, I suppose. But they—they they would want you to say it associated. No with one their associates brand. it with 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 umbrellas, though, do they? No, or toast toasties anymore. Although toast toasties sounds like I'm really into a cheese sandwich, a grilled cheese, if you will. You're not. I am, but you know, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. You totes are. <laughs> and, and totes into toasties. And totes toasties. 
I am warm slipper socks. See, if I said that in public, no one would know what, <laughs> what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Just replace totes with warm slipper socks. So- warm, <laughs> warm slipper socks. That's actually quite hard to say. Well, it probably isn't, but... Warm slipper socks in most, yo. Warm slippers. Track and down your arms there. Warm slipper. Warm slipper socks in most. Got there. Uh, fail. We'll come back to that. So We'll see, we'll see if you can, by the end of the cast, you can say it again the first time. Fair enough. enough I'll forget the... that in the next four minutes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Enough of the Gilmar Dell warms and liver socks. <laughs> News. That's a shame. Uh, They're being yes, weird. They're like, we're going to do mobile because we're Konami. And obviously Konami is like big mobile game people. Well, Konami are big gambling game people. Oh, I guess that's true. So maybe their mobile initiative will be, I don't know, an online casino for mobile or something. Mm. Konami are... Is like, I don't want to do that. Konami are not about games anymore. <laughs> depressing news. Yeah. Well, is it that depressing, really? I mean, come on, look. What, what really. actually comes out of Konami that people care about other than Metal Gear? Yeah, but people do care about Metal Gear, and it's been getting quite good as well, what with um, Ground Zeroes and stuff and Five and everything. Wait, a Konami Castle? No, that's Capcom, oh, no. isn't it? That's Castlevania. That's Capcom, yeah. Anywho. Or dance Dance Revolution. Get your DDR time in. Oh, or, that'll definitely come back. I mean, guitar is coming back. I'm sure there'll be more DDR. Maybe. Or Pez, I suppose, is still a thing. Not the uh, candy. I mean, Pro Evolution <laughs> Saga. Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping for bobble-headed candy dispensers. <laughs> Things are pretty damn tasty. Is that still a thing? Can you get that? Yeah, Pez is still about. It's quite hard to get. Mm. I think it went for a minor resurgence a few years back, and then it's disappeared again. I remember I used to have a Donald Duck dispenser that unfortunately didn't dispense Donald Duck. Well, it dispensed Pez, though. No, it did dispense, yeah, it did dispense Pez. It was a Donald Duck Pez dispenser, not a Donald Duck dispenser. Really? <laughs> That's the trouble with Pez dispensers. They tend to dispense Pezes rather than like miniature versions of the thing that the head is shaped like. The thing was, the head is a stupid idea because it basically makes it really inconvenient to actually just put your thumb on the top of it and pull it back to get the Pez because mm. it's a dumb shape. Yeah, could you get like plain Pez dispensers that didn't have I, I actually don't yet? know. I'm not sure you could. Because mm, the whole thing was it had a weird head on it. Hmm. Yep. Though I did have that Wiimote mint dispenser thing where you could pull the B button trigger and it would just fire a mint. <laughs> That's cool. Just, you had to hold it to your mouth and fire it <laughs> and hope you didn't choke yourself. Oh, yeah. That, oh, I remember that thing. That was awesome. Yeah. I'd rather have that than a real Wiimote. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find it, see if I can fill it with appropriate mints. And I want to fill it with appropriate mints instead. See if that works. Meaty delivery service. Rob, I heard you'd seen some penguinos this week. <laughs> I had seen some penguinos, actually. That is true. 
I saw some Humboldt penguins at the zoo. <laughs> so, I don't know if the Humboldt really counts as a class eco penguin, you know, but <laughs> it's a penguin nonetheless. Mm. It's so cute. Love penguins. I would have a penguin. <laughs> you would have a penguin. I would have a penguin. And Humboldts are comfortable in normal temperatures. Would you want so I wouldn't need to keep it in the freezer. They are? Oh, how come? It's just hum- luck hum- or something. Well, well, Humboldts are like... Yeah, they they tend to actually quite like normal climates, so they're okay in this country. It's hmm, convenient. Like without, without freezers. They don't have to be chilled. Yes. They just are chilled. Man, penguins are so chilled. They're just like standing there, checking everything out. Being penguins. It's cool. It's cool, man. They know what's up. They just won't tell us. <laughs> yeah. Penguins know the score. They know the, <laughs> they know the score. <laughs> I mean, if you asked them what the answer to life, the universe, and everything was, they wouldn't say 42. Oh, no. They would have a much better answer for you. No, Unfortunately, their only means of com- communicating with the human race is... <laughs> so in other mobile news, Nintendo aren't going to talk about mobile games at E3. Really? Even though they announced a whole strategy shift to their investors? They did yeah, go. yeah they, they basically come out saying there's not going to be any talk about mobile uh, or NX at this year's E3. Right, so it's all. Well, as everyone's been saying, it's like, what are they going to do at E3? Basically, nothing. Well, I'm assuming they kind, of won, they kind of won E3 last year. Yeah, but this year they've already said that they're not going to talk about Zelda, uh, which is pro- which was probably their trump card going into E3. But they've already said that's not really going to be talked about. Which basically leaves Star Fox and maybe Woolly World, which won't have come out yet. But we already know enough about that, really. Mm. Yeah, doesn't sound too hopeful. I mean, Splatoon will be out by E3, so... Yeah, I mean, I saw an advert for that in the cinema today, so... There was a mi- minor, like, weird moment where Square Enix announced their press conference was going to happen at the same time as Nintendo's, and everyone was like, oh no, which one are we going to cover? Because we obviously can't deal with both at the same time, even though probably the Nintendo one will have significantly less content somehow than the Square need- one. Surely to do the Nintendo one, you just need one guy watching a video stream. It's not like you need people to go to it. Well, yeah, exactly. That was the thing that was weird about it. But then for some reason, Square rescheduled. It's like, I wouldn't have bothered at that point. I would just have been like, we're going to beat Nintendo because Nintendo doesn't have shit to show. And we've got actually quite a lot to show. Yeah, well, they probably would quite like to talk about Tomb Raider and Final just Fantasy and, and Just Cause. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff happening there. Oh, and Deus Ex. Let's not forget Deus Ex. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, Squeenix actually coming in with some guns. But probably no surprises. No. No. But still, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping we see more of Star Fox. That's what I'm looking for. No one's seen anything about Star Fox. No. Really? Well, other than that very... Blurry. small demo they well they, they actually were having sort of very rough demos playable at last year's e3 right um, that's it that's it yeah it was a, it was a proof of concept about the controls basically mm. and the use of the uh 
using the, the the gamepad screen as more than just a second screen. You know, there were different viewpoints depending on where you were looking. Right. I guess. I think one How was cockpit. I can't remember. I think one was cockpit view and one was the uh, behind cam. So if you um, if you wanted to different like to line up some shots better, perhaps you looked at the cockpit view. Whereas you know, everyday flying, <laughs> I suppose you want the third person view. Probably. But yeah, be interesting to know what that actually is turning out to be. Hopefully, it's more classic Star Fox rather than all range mode Star Fox. But we are yet to know. We shall see. Well, h- how many podcasts until then? <laughs> how many weeks? Uh, well, it's middle of June, so probably only two more podcasts until E3 happens. Right. Cool. We'll have to do our special. Yes, get everything. Damn right. You've got, you guys take your notes and watch your press conferences and we'll, we'll go through it. Yeah. Look forward we'll to that. Run it down. Yeah. Uh, so presumably also at E3, we'll be seeing some stuff about uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Is this like a full game, or is it like yeah? A I got a bit confused. Thing. Yeah, I got a bit confused when, the, when I first saw the name. I thought, wait, does Ubisoft have Syndicate, and does, are they doing a weird sort of crossover game? <laughs> no, which would be kind of awesome. Like perhaps if like it was the Assassin's Creed world, but just played like an, a Syndicate game, maybe. You know, yeah, I thought maybe that could be a neat idea, but no, it's just the name of the next Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, it's the next full-on Assassin's Creed game, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like the successor to the Paris one or whatever. Yeah. Assassin's so, Creed, what was that? Unity? Five? Unity, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're dropping Paris, and they're now moving to Victorian London. Right. Uh, and that's pretty much all we know at this point. Apart um, from they put the wrong logo on the train. Do you see that? Nerds were complaining. No. <laughs> like like nerds, like um, anoraks, like train nerds were complaining. They saw like a screenshot and it had a steam train in it, and the steam train had the British Railways logo on it. Um, oh, what, the, cl- the, the, the the zigzaggy thing? No, no, the lion, uh, oh, the okay. original British the old, Railways, old which is yeah. a lion on a, yeah, old, old, but not old enough, because mm. that logo and British Railways in general only started in, like, 1948. Oh, okay, previously right. they were run by, like, loads of individual firms, right? Like LNER and... Great Western Railway and all of that. Sure. Stuff. So perhaps so, that stuff shouldn't actually even be there. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was out of date by like I don't know seventy two years or something. Syndicate <laughs> <laughs> so, doesn't seem like a very English sounding word for like Victorian London. What what no. about Victorian London has to do with syndicates? <laughs> cabal. Assassin's Creed Cabal. What would you put in instead? Assassin's Creed <laughs> collaborative group. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like a syndicate would be a thing in Victorian London by the classic definition of syndicate. In, like, secret society, that's much more sort of... But you can't call it that, mm-hmm. because that's, that's basically just what Assassin's Creed is to start with. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of with you there. It doesn't, it doesn't sound a very British word, does it, syndicate? Hmm. It also seems to suggest that, like... That they're also going to be avoiding doing the cool accent stuff, which we liked them too. And they sort of didn't think about for the French stuff. What, they won't be doing stupid Cockney accents? I bet they will. Oh, well, no, but that's what I mean. It'll just all be British accents. Like, it'll be Cockney. It'll be Cockney up the arse, but it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of Cockney. Cockney up the arse. <laughs> oh, dear. 
yeah, I don't know. I, I, the only interesting part of this to me is whether or not they'll actually fix their, I don't know, performance issues with whatever engine they were working with, if this game will actually come out in a working bloody state. Yeah, well, they got burned quite badly last time, so yeah. maybe they'll put a bit more effort into it. Into, uh, not that they weren't putting a lot of effort into making it, but I think it was a bit ambitious, I guess. For the too team. soon. It was too soon. Yeah, it was too That's soon all it was. They didn't have enough time to deliver what they promised. No. And it suffered. To the point where people's faces didn't load in. Yep. Oh, Assassin's Creed. I, I sort of thought about this the other day. I think Assassin's Creed started to go wrong when guns started becoming a thing. Right. I think it's soon. That, though? I want to say perhaps Brotherhood. Right. Like, because that was yeah, probably. Yeah, Brotherhood the... did have a gun, didn't it? Because that was probably the point where it started going downhill. Although, you know, I'm still a play Assassin's Creed 4, so maybe there's, you know. <laughs> did you play through there. Brotherhood? Yeah, I, I played Brotherhood. Yeah. That was, good. that was quite good. I was didn't good. like it as much as 2, but it, had, it was slicker. Yeah. Than I'll, I'll, like, I'll, the game I'll play evolved that. a bit, but I didn't think game as a game it was well the story was considerably less interesting and yeah, it was uh you know nothing, nothing wrong with rome though having a single super large area was was cool was pretty nice i didn't like it as much as florence and well no Florida. like what's the, venice man venice come on yeah venice is awesome yeah and even those weird little cities like with this the, the city in the swamp with the super insane speed clouds that i always think are hilarious <laughs> Yeah, but they always look so dramatic. Yes, they do. Speed clouds. Uh, and uh, well, uh, I also expected at E3. I, I imagine Microsoft will talk about the Gears of War remake, which has been confirmed to be coming for Xbone. Uh, so, what's going on? Who's making that? Um, I don't know who's making it. Because I'm trying to remember, it will be some Microsoft internal studio of some kind. I don't know who they've got working on it. Because um, obviously it can't be Epic anymore. So this, no. they might have bought People Can Fly. I want to say. Oh, okay. Um, who might be doing it? Because I think they were the ones that built the last Gears of War game, um, and before that, Bulletstorm. Mm, yeah, of course. Well, uh, they would they would make a good choice for a Gears of War dev, right? You think? Well, sure. You know, now that they've got one under their belt and will have had good Epic experience, so they probably know that code base quite well. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, we shall see. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got no idea who it, who it really is. I could be totally wrong on that. Um, yeah, Epic Games Poland. Oh no, maybe not. Maybe that's that's what they're now called. Apparently, so people can fly aren't can't have been bought by Microsoft uh, if they're oh, Epic okay. Poland. So in that case, they are Epic, and that, in that case, they're not doing kids of war. Is that right? Yeah, no. yeah. They de- they definitely worked on Judgment because uh, that was the last one that Epic had rights or were contracted to do. Um, so I, I I don't know. I don't know. It's not them working on this remake. Um, there is some news regarding this, though. Apparently, like um, a closed beta of the of the remake has been running, and normally, what happens during closed betas is the testers are required to sign an NDA, um, or at least you know implicitly agree to an NDA to not mm-hmm. post footage or comment on the game online. 
because it's technically still supposed to be secret secret during that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people have been breaking that rule, and Microsoft have been coming down hard on them by sort of effectively banning them from Xbox Live. Right. Well, so don't break NDAs, people. Yeah, that would be dumb because that's the whole. You know, thing. it's legally binding and shit. Yeah. In a way, you could argue it could have been a lot worse rather than a bad, you know, an Xbox Live. I suppose an Xbox Live ban is pretty bad if you're an Xbox fan. But. Yeah, but you could have seen that. Yeah. Seen that coming if you're going to break. I don't know. People probably just didn't read it. <laughs> That's why well, I reckon. The thing. And they're like, yeah, check out the new Oh, console. awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm going to play it early, man. It's going to be sweet. Oh, it's good. You're supposed to play it early. That's fine. That's what you're meant to do. You're just oh, not yeah. meant to, like, record it and stick it on the YouTubes. Yeah. Yeah. Boo to it. Oops. So that happened. But, hey guys. You remember Wipeout? I do. I really like that game. You remember Studio Liverpool or whoever it was, or Cygnosis, the guys that made it? I remember. They formed their own company called R8 Games. Mm-hmm. And were said to be working on a future racer. Footage is out. Seriously? Very, very, very early alpha footage, admittedly. What um, does it show? Uh, a game that looks a lot like Wipeout. Oh, and they already showed that, or was that another one? <laughs> I, I think this may be the first main footage that's you know not actually just a screen, sh- a concept screenshot. I distinctly remember watching footage of something along those lines, and it looked kind of poopy, and we were like, "Oh, sure, oh, it doesn't look as good." Uh, I I, I that was quite seen a while it. ago. That was like months. I don't uh, even remember what that was. Maybe I don't. You sure the cars wasn't... like floating F one cars or something? Did they? <laughs> maybe maybe I don't remember seeing video of that. They, they look they do look a little bit F one a little bit, um, but not as as quite like that. I suppose. I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen it before. Anyway, there's footage about, uh, and uh, it you know it looks a lot like Wipeout. It looks like the same sort of like walled off tracks, the same sort of boost pads on the floor. Um, Even the same classic Wipeout font appears to be in use in their concept shots, which I'm all for. Cool. That that font is awesome. Um, Hell, it looks like Wipeout. I'm excited. They've said that there's an early access version coming before the end of the year. Really? That's exciting. Okay. What are they called now again? You say? Uh, they are R8 games, and the game is called Formula Fusion. Hence why Zach might be right. <laughs> okay, that is a crap name. <laughs> yes, this is not news. I've literally just Googled it, and there's a news post from Kotaku, which has the video from no, uh, 26 well, September 2014. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, boy. That's over here. Well, well, not really over a year. Getting towards a year. Oh, man. <laughs> well, well, fine. It still looks like Wipeout. It does but... look like Wipeout. That's exciting. And they yeah. do look sort of like Formula White Cars without wheels. <laughs> well, apparently, well, apparently they're going for a sort of um, a less... You know the whole team structure before where you just picked a car and you flew it. Apparently they're going for a sort of F-Zero style. Uh, you construct your ships and the career will be based around building your craft. <laughs> cool. That's a cool idea. I like it. 
Yeah, it could be good. I wonder if it depends how it's structured. You know, I'd li- I would like a game like that structured so you would have to, I don't know, accept the fact that you're not going to win at the the first few rounds and be able to progress to the point where you're winning. Yeah, you know? that and cool. then that's the aim of the game to win the championships and then do it at the faster speeds and stuff like that, and to be able to upgrade your ship for the faster speeds. You know, they can build something around it, but I would like it to be. A bit like Dirt Rally in a way that you have to accept that you can't win straight away. Mm, yeah, a bit I like mean, I, I, th- I think Codemasters have tried that with their F1 career games before, um, and I think it's a neat idea. I think it's it's a good sort of it's a good hook, but there's always they need to have some incentive to stop you from just retrying until you win or something, even though that may be impossible. You know, it's like because that's the current that's what most modern races are like, right? You got to play them and you've got to uh, the, the incentive is always there to keep restarting them until you get the gold medal or whatever. Yeah, I prefer that. I mean, if it's like because in Wipeout, you could kind of start in vector or whatever, you could start winning straight away, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a different style. I think I'd prefer the slightly more. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Maybe they will do both. Maybe they will have a set of like you know an arcadey style mode where there are set cars and you can go into it and play it like an old wipeout game. But this career structure set sounds interesting for people that want to go deep. Hmm. I presume that the, that video that you're talking about must be newer for there to for it to have reappeared into your consciousness. But looking at this old video. I did immediately see what it was that I thought looked weird about it, which is that like the cars stay perfectly level and just sort of pivot when they're sliding around corners. Yeah, I would really I, weird. I would imagine that's just early physics, though. Okay. Yeah, it, it doesn't look. It doesn't look like it would stay like that. It looks a bit too basic. But yeah, what they're always the exact height above the track. The same yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, There's not not enough wobbliness that. for an anti grav car. No, you it know. needs to be floaty. Yeah. Yeah. But cool, I, you know, just seeing that come up in the news feed, I was just all like, "Oh man, I'm so looking forward to this." It does seem to still be that way, though. Like <laughs> but what was the news? <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. It's still coming, right? It's, <laughs> well, the early access <laughs> I thing, I suppose. Was, the early access thing, I suppose, was news. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't okay. think I'd heard that before. So they're so, doing a Kickstarter. At the Kickstarter, they've already done a Kickstarter, but it was a super. Uh, low target Kickstarter, I think, just to get something off the ground, hmm. and they will eventually. As I say, I think they're going to be relying on early access. Uh, they've got six days to go on their current Kickstarter. Yeah, and they're at fifty k when their target was thirty five k, but their stretch goal is like for a hundred k. They'll make a console release next year or something. Is that right? I guess. Yeah, console version ETA Q two twenty sixteen. So that to me sounds like they're aiming quite low, though, like and for for making these promises. But I think they're going to be relying on early access funding to finish off the finish the job effectively. Mm. Oh, people can fly are working on Fortnite, by the way. Right. That's that's what they're doing right now. That makes sense. Well, I'm sorry, Epic Poland are working on Fortnite. Still, don't understand what Fortnite is, but it, it's bound to be good. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm still not sure. It look, it just looks like a tower defense game to me, kind of. Mm, yeah, that's true. Well, you can build your fort first. Not sure, not sure. But then again, people can. I, I like people can fly as a developer. So you were a fan of Bulletstorm, anyway. Oh yeah, so that's a lot of fun. 
Whoop, whoop, whoop. Cool. Okay. That's pretty much my news. Do you and see the it. stupid Nintendo thing with Reggie? Uh, like training with a trendy training montage and all that crap. <laughs> no. Well, he was like the pre-E3 announcement and he did like a whole crazy video. Um, it was quite funny. Um, and um, he announced like the Nintendo World Championships is back after like... Oh, <laughs> really? Wow. Years or, yeah, so or something like that. And he was like, no, I've got to quit my job because I can't enter if I'm an employee, so I'm going to quit. <laughs> you take over, <laughs> random little kid. Um, and then he's like, goes into a training montage. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But they would have had to have had the guy from uh, Punch Out there, surely. Right, yeah. I don't know. They he was playing a lot of uh, virtual boy games and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I like Nintendo's approach to this stuff. It's yeah, always they silly. Be, yeah, they, they're going, they're not taking themselves too seriously lately, which is nice. Well, we just need to see more games, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, Things that aren't Mario Party. True. So I specifically uh, went out and bought an Amiibo that I might actually want to take out of the packet. Really? Because I don't know, something about the fact that I have a Sonic one is all like, oh, but oh, but, but it's a Sonic one. I I just, oh. So, so I've got another one <laughs> that, that, I, that I will open. Which one did you get? A Bowser. Because he's quite big and chunky. Looks pretty cool. Big chunky Bowser. Cool. So I will get back to you once I've tinkered with this stuff. <laughs> Bowser. So, any more news? Zag, you got any news? No. Right. <laughs> no more news. That's it. That's the end of the news. Did segment. you have something about Oculus wow, earlier? That was Dan? a quick one. I don't know. I'm not really paying attention to the to the uh, podcasts timings this week. I lost my uh, timer. Before you went on air, didn't you say something about Oculus? What you've been playing? Is nobody listening to me? Hello. (laughs) Somehow Dan has muted Rob apparently because I can hear him. Hello. Or Dan has just muted everyone. You're right there, Dan. You're having a moment. Do I need to send him a text message? <laughs> See, you probably should. <laughs> Dr. Nick to oh, there he goes. default channel timed out from the circuit. What do you know, Because he left. <laughs> yep, he just disconnected from the channel. Oh, great. Well, well that was fun. <laughs> it's weird that we could hear him still for a while. Yeah. And then he's goes, oh, Dan, Dan, I thought you still had news. Come on. <laughs> Presumably he... he realized and quit not his actually i mean it said dropped connection last but i don't know maybe that was maybe he did just quit yeah i don't know i don't know what do we do now <laughs> we've lost the host <laughs> there's some news about oculus maybe but we I won't know i think i think he had mentioned and i kind of told him not to tell oh, it was me. a release date for the consumer version right yeah but right. i don't know when that so, is or whatever this year presumably if they want to compete with the valve one I'm just sending a message to Dan saying, you come back anytime soon. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, should we talk about something that Dan won't want to talk about? I don't know. Is there anything? What games are Dan not remotely interested in? 
Probably Freedom Planet. <laughs> I don't know. He might be sort of interested in that. <laughs> okay, apparently Dan's computer is constantly trying to connect, but it's not getting anywhere. Okay, that doesn't make much sense. Nope, because Zach's connected just fine. Hey, Zach. <laughs> yep. Hey. How's your connection? Seems perfectly fine. What's my ping? 26 milliseconds. It's pretty good. <laughs> Plus or minus 15, though, so it's <laughs> not all that stable. <laughs> Zach and I are crapping on. <laughs> so, I don't know. Shall I talk about something for a minute? Should we talk, should we talk briefly about Dirt Rally while Dad's not here? Because, I mean, it's an unimportant topic in either case. I played a bit more. How was that? Any <laughs> updates? Right. Anything changed? Uh, there's been a few, couple of minor patches, but not for anything that is affecting, affecting me. All I've really been doing is trying to earn enough money to not have to play more than one you know, set of races in the same car, I suppose, is what. Because now I'm basically I'm up to the middle level of difficulty like the third one, basically, out of five. And, you know, I'm still not winning or anything, but I I may or may not manage to rank up again at this point. Because weirdly, although I came... Dr. Nick entered your oh, channel, default back. channel on the <laughs> hey. Hello. That was slightly weird. Mysterious. It disappeared. It was quite funny, though, while you were dropping, because we could still hear you, but you couldn't hear us for a while. <laughs> so we were like, Dad! Dad! Okay. Can anybody hear me? Oh, I shouldn't shout that loud. The sound doesn't no, like you that. Really you've, you've, you're going to have to do some editing. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's continue. Zach was talking about Dirt Rally. Yeah, dirt Rally. Carry on. I, I was saying there wasn't that much interesting going on, and I've just been trying to earn money for my next car without having to replay the same... Like, I mean, at this point, I am just replaying the same tracks over and over because there's not actually that many. <laughs> No, well, but, it, but at least not having to play them over and over in the same car would be ideal. Mm. Oh, yeah, you're so still trying to have to, because of the career structure, like do that just to earn enough cash to continue. Yeah, to some extent. Although now I've been trying to like remember to do the daily and weekly challenges because that's just a convenient way to get extra money. Mm. And although I didn't think I was going to be able to make much money off. Uh, now that I'm up to the third level of difficulty out of five, where it's like quite, I mean, it was always quite difficult and obviously I've been improving, but then once I get slightly better and it ranks me up to the next level, that just makes it more difficult again. Mm. It's like a consistently fifth <laughs> has been so, my standard. Well, yeah, that, as we've proven in the, proved in our video, yeah. fifth is the but, place to be. But weirdly it was like, so I started the next championship I was doing where I've made, I've bought basically my fourth car where i'd gotten up to uh 1980s rear wheel drive <laughs> so i had a cosworth hell yeah and uh in the first set of set of races i came like fifth i think <laughs> and i was like okay i guess i'm not ranking up because you need to come third or better overall across the three different locations and I was like, well, the, the fifth hasn't given me very many points. But then on the second set of races, somehow I came second. And I was like, well, okay, then I guess that makes up for that. So I've still got a fairly decent chance of ranking up again after this set. 
you know. So yeah. But still enjoying it, it, but it just needs more content, which I guess is kind of the problem with a lot of Codemasters games in general. Yeah, but <laughs> this is this is a game that's in early access. Yeah, that is we can forgive have, it for now. They've yeah. got a schedule for... Do they have a schedule for new yeah, content? Yeah, they have a schedule. We'll see what happens, because, I mean, Pike's Peak will be coming soon, apparently. I mean, this month, at least. Have they <laughs> so, con- you know, half of the month is already gone. Can't be that but much longer. Have they clarified whether there's going to just be that in the hill climb mode, or...? I don't think they have, as far as I know, anyway. After we got well confused about it. What do you mean? If there'd be more than Pike's Peak? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, surely there has to be, but it's, it's not start, scheduled. Though, isn't it? I mean, it's the hill climb event, isn't it? So, And it's mm. a long, long track, or at least it wasn't dirt. Probably be even longer if it's close to the real life one. You would hope. It'd be cool if it was. Hmm. In dirt, you could play sections of it, couldn't you? Because the whole track was really long. Yeah, I think that was how they split it up in general. I, I think you could do the whole thing actually in dirt, but yeah, or, the, or their whole version of it. But yeah, we'll have to see when that happens. Probably, mm. probably, maybe by the next podcast, I would guess, because that which, doesn't really leave much of the month left if it's not by the next podcast. <laughs> which car are you buying? Well, the next one, where after I, after I finish the third location in this 1980s, I'll be up to the 1990s, which I guess will have to be the Impreza, mainly because there's an achievement related to the Impreza. <laughs> Even though you like the Lancer. No, the Lancer, Lancer isn't in it. Oh, damn it. None of the versions of the Lancer in it. They just must not have Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi allowance or whatever to put the car in the game yet. Sure. Well, be a, that'll be a licensing thing, and maybe that relies on cash from the early access process. Or maybe bits of bits you don't want anything to do with it anymore. But know, that would be well a, surprising. Was the Lancer in like the 90s versions? Probably, right? One yeah, of course, Lancers. it was in the first Colin McRae. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it would have been a classic back then. It would have been, what, the Evo 4 or the Evo 5, something like that yeah, back then? Yeah, was, that was like... Yeah, but in, in Colour Cray 4, that was like the 6, wasn't it? That was quite... Oh, no, that's what I meant. I meant yeah, like Cray when... One. Yeah, I meant when the Lancer entered the series, it would have been like the Evo 4 or 5. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's a 95 Subaru, so I don't know. That's probably quite an old version of that as well. <laughs> but is it the classic looking in Pretza? Well... In, in but, blue with the yellow bits on it. I wouldn't have thought so, because they don't seem to have really the official deliveries of anything else, do they? Well, I guess that's licensing again, probably. Because I would like to see the classic, was it the Martini Ford Focus? Is it Martini? I want to say it's Martini. Right, the sponsor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it was the Evo 4, the first one. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I wasn't bad. That's not guess. I want, then. <laughs> <laughs> I want the 6. <laughs> The one that I know. <laughs> Probably not that much different. No. no. Oh, this is the point where I can't remember which one I've actually driven. I think it might have been the five. five no, 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 it's a four. Sorry. I've driven an Evo four. It's fun. Sweet. It's a fun car. It can break real good. <laughs> I mean, like, stop, not fall apart. Japanese engineer. Yes. Japanese power. So still enjoying. Like to see where it goes. 
updates to come. Are you playing it? I'm not yet. I'm sort of tempted to come in on it because of the reduced cost um, while it's in early, early access. Yeah. Uh, I am a little bit tempted because Dirt 3 still isn't really doing it for me. I I, I go back to it every now and then uh, as an excuse to get the wheel out, Mm -hmm. but I'm just not really into it. And it's... I think it's because every time I get some way into it, I either come across a Jim Carner event and it's just right. like, well, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those things. Yeah, they get really annoying. Maybe that's the point, though. Maybe for those, I should just do a run where I'm playing with the joypad in the hope that maybe that's a bit easier than trying to do it with the wheel. I don't know. But playing it, playing the game like sort of normally with the wheel is is kind of fine. But it's just just those stages. Yeah, I don't think, I'd do those with the game, the stupid gamepad. I actually don't think the track design is very interesting in Dirt Three. It's just, mm, yeah, it's, it's it's just something not quite as it's it's just quite a boring looking game in a lot of ways. I don't know, like going around the smelter, for instance, isn't very interesting, and the you know Battersea is a bit done because they did that in Dirt Two as well. And it's, that's true the LA Coliseum or whatever. Yeah. Very exciting. It's sort of all, yeah, just, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't hit the same balance that the, that Dirt 2 did. Or even Dirt 1, for, for instance, Dirt 1, you know, with its slightly more hardcore focus is still, a, still a sort of good game. Dirt 3 just feels kind of, eh. Eh. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I need time. Maybe I'll just drop Dirt 3 at this point and, <laughs> Yes, you can finally give up your obsession of completing. I know. I'm so. Cl- I'm, in fairness, I'm pretty close to finishing all the events in Dirt Three now. <laughs> Me too. I think I'm like one event away or something, <laughs> or one one little tiny little part of the last series to go or something. Yeah, should probably just crap that out. Come on, crap it out. It's my motivational poster. That's what I need to do. I need to somehow come up with an image that isn't disgusting for crap that out. <laughs> Any suggestions? Because I got nothing. <laughs> I really have got nothing other than something truly, truly horrific. <laughs> Is this Robco motivational posters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just somebody on the toilet would crap that out. <laughs> Like, well, it's just somewhat. Maybe it's just something looking into the into a uh, into a toilet, and there's gold in there. I don't know. <laughs> grab that out. But you're not going to get gold if you grab it out. I mean, you mean you might. You never know. The chances are lower. It's like a poor crafting ritual. You're using bad materials. <laughs> Crafting percentage is low. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> what else have you been playing, Zach? Uh, I don't even know. I was trying to think about it because I haven't been playing much this week because I've been more ill, which is weird because, like, it was a weird kind of ill where it didn't seem like I was doing anything like I usually don't, but then I also <laughs> wasn't actually doing anything. <laughs> it made it very weird. Like, kind of annoying. And I was really sleepy all the time. It's kind of sucked. But then, like, I guess I thought about it, and then I guess the week before I mostly played Kerbal, trying to do some, trying to get, like, actually further into the campaign than I ever have bothered to before. Like, actually building the space center up properly and unlocking all the parts and stuff. 
And there certainly came a point where I sort of started to struggle a bit because, well, it was sort of, it's an annoying problem with the career mode and the, like, the unlock tree. No, well, it's not the science unlocks, though. It's like the money unlocks, like upgrading the buildings. And that sort of gets annoying because I've got to the point where, where in order to, in order to research more of the science tree, I need to upgrade the science building because mm-hmm. there's like a limit on how far up the tree you can go without upgrading the building. But the the second upgrade to the science building is like really expensive. But then, like the more the more missions you do, like the randomly generated missions start to get on average harder, even though there's like easier ones and harder ones. But they're just like all slightly harder, and like there's no real way to earn money apart from doing missions so at some point it's like i just want to actually do things but i'm having to restrict myself to doing these slightly annoying things and then have to think about like my money output because it's like i kind of want to just do a like a moon landing with a buggy and drive around and get a whole bunch of science Mm. but that would just cost a load of money and i need to save all my money for building this science upgrade (laughs) So it's like I'm trying to do everything with the minimum possible expenditure, and that just makes it more difficult. Whereas if I just built like I'm sure I could just really easily do a moon landing if I just built a really giant rocket, but then I'd use loads of my money. <laughs> so how does it work if you like have a failed launch, for instance? Like can you build something and have it fuck up or whatever, or does that literally cost you a ton of money? Well it depends you? how like how hard you've set the settings. Because like on normal on the normal difficulty, you can just revert the flight, and then it, it just never happened, basically. Right. And that's what I just do. But it's like that's another problem with like the progression of career mode. Because if you if you didn't have that option to revert the flight, like during the very early parts of the game, it would probably be really easy to completely fuck everything up and be, get to an unrecoverable position where you didn't have enough money to do anything. <laughs> mm. And then later in the game, you know, you know, you've got like you're launching so much money at once. You don't want that to fuck up. Yeah. Well, and, it's, that's, that's, and it's that's... also like even worse with the fact that you're like the actual kerbals level up through experience now. So it's like if you did have something that blew up and killed everyone, you'd be like, well, now I have to spend a bunch of money to hire a bunch of new people, and they'll all be shit levels, so they won't be as useful. Yeah. What are, what do kerbal levels give you? Well, basically, there's three different kinds of. They're categorized into three different kinds now. So you have the pilots that let you basically do some sort of autopiloting functions, like pointing in certain directions, like prograde or retrograde or whatever. And then as they advance up that tree, that you get more different options to point mm. in various like orientations automatically and then you get scientists which basically just give you a a bonus to your science output at the end of the mission and they can reset experiments in in, like in space and then you've got engineers who can repair things but the chances of anything (laughs) breaking that you actually can repair is fairly low it's like wheels and parachutes are basically the two things that they can interact with Hmm. you can repair fixed wheels and you can repack a parachute (laughs) in case you've landed somewhere and need to put the parachute back in when you take off again (laughs) Hmm. okay so yeah only the pilots really matter (laughs) 
because having that automatic basic because the trouble is if you don't have either a pilot or a automated like drone core or whatever then you can't turn on the stability control <laughs> and that oh, really right. sucks yeah that's kind of important that was something that i forgot on like my, my on the last mission i did where i was doing i built like a landing landing mission to go and land on the other moon the small moon because that's much easier to land on but slightly harder to get to in terms of like how much fuel you have to expend but once you get there it's really easy to land and get back up so i built like a single person lander and i was going to land three different kerbals in three different locations so they could all get experience and i could all get science from three different environments on that moon and I was like, yeah, that's a logical plan. Except, of course, only one of them is actually a pilot, so the other two didn't have stability control when they were landing the lander. And that was kind of <laughs> kind of difficult, because I was having to do it manually, constantly trying to keep it vertically orientated as, as, as it like rotated freely while the rockets was firing and everything. So yeah, that kind of sucks if you don't forget that, if you don't remember to... <laughs> basically, like just stick a drone core on there as well. Which is the case. Yes, just in case your pilot becomes incapacitated somehow or it's a one-person ship and you need and not everyone's a pilot. Because I kind of get like incapacitated from G-Force or something. Like, oh, that guy's blacked out. I just meant if they somehow mysteriously died in some kind of accident. (laughs) Okay. As things want to happen in general. Or you accidentally fling them into space due to some weird physics glitch or something. I'm going to the sun, Mom. <laughs> Distinctly possible. Do you manage that? Well, not really. You can't. You physics can't glitch is not often uh, severe enough to f- fling you dis- like massively out of orbits. No, it's like it's going to maybe change your orbit enough that you can't just jetpack it back, but <laughs> not often enough that it'll actually propel you completely into a different orbit. Presumably, you'd struggle with getting a Kerbal to just perform re-entry now. Yeah, I don't think they would. I think they'd burn up immediately. If you get them past the burning up stage, they still have their weird, like, Kerbals have weirdly high impact resistance on their helmet. (laughs) Like, if you direct the helmet directly at the ground, sometimes you can just flukily bounce them. (laughs) (laughs) Convenient. Some damn good helmets. <laughs> you could use whatever their helmets are made out of to, to, for the like feet of your spacecraft. Yes, That's exactly. But I guess no one on Kerbin has thought of that. <laughs> These helmets are amazing. We should make everything out of them. So what's your next ambition then? In your uh, career, I don't then? know. I don't know, when I go back to that, I'll probably <coughs> I'll probably see if there's any more relatively easy missions that I can do just to get... I'm not really that far away from the amount of money I need to do that building upgrade. Although, obviously, the problem is that I have to have that much amount of money, and then a little bit more, so I still have some money to actually spend on the next mission after that. Right, yeah. Because otherwise, you're just sitting there with your new building. <laughs> yeah, and nothing to do. I was thinking, like, I've got to the point in the science tree where I've unlocked the grabbing arm, but I haven't upgraded the the building that would let me see asteroids yet. And, and 
one of the types of mission that spawns quite frequent. Well, you can, I think it spawns quite frequently in the, and it depends on the difficulty level of the specific mission, but it, it's basically like a rescue mission is basically an easy way to get a free Kerbal where you just you rescue them from space and then they join the space program and you're like sweet <laughs> you're basically stealing employees off this other mysterious space program that keeps scanning people in space all the time <laughs> <laughs> so i've done a few of those where it's like get them out of low orbit because that's really easy you just fly up there and it then line up with them or whatever you don't even have to dock you just either them and fly them across and jump into your rescue module but the thing about that is it leaves like you, you basically that's a way i was thinking you could get some free money because it's basically you're leaving like chunks of their ship in orbit i was like maybe i could build a ship that had a grabbing arm on them to grab those chunks and then deorbit them for bonus cash but then obviously probably not actually bonus cash because the amount of fuel that you use to do that is probably more expensive ah <laughs> oh, annoying <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I might do that just for fun, just to clear up the map, because that's kind of interesting. And it would be quite a cheap mission since it's only to like low orbit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I don't know. I might try and I did design like a fairly ridiculous moon lander that had like because of the new fairing system, I had like the moon lander built into like a basically a long tube in the middle of the rocket. Cool. Because I think... I can't really tell how the physics works exactly with the fairings, but I think it's like simplifying the physics of the objects inside the fairings when the fairing is closed or whatever. Right. Which so is why they're... To deal with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which is sort of sort of useful. Apart from... I hadn't... It doesn't seem like the fairing... If you attach the fairing... The fairing... Yeah, you build them from the bottom, like you place an object where the fairing starts, and then you build the fairing from the bottom. And I said last time how you could join them back into the like the cylinder of your ship smoothly, but that doesn't seem to form like an actual structural connection. So, like the pay if the payload is wobbly in the middle, then the top and bottom of the rocket wobbles, Aren't and that's the problem I had. Right, yeah, okay. so they don't provide a, like a proper. No, I don't know if, if do real life fairings provide i guess it depends on the fairing doesn't it <laughs> well probably most real life fairings don't exist in the middle of a rocket no <laughs> they only really exist at the top <laughs> so yeah i did that and i built like a lander which had a had a basically a rover stacked vertically in the rocket and then a lander stacked on top of that and then the rest of the rocket on either side of it and that looked good apart from once again, I'd forgotten to correctly assign a pilot, so it was like, oh, I don't have any stability control. And then I also realised that the shape of the lander I built, when it attached to the when it attached to the rover, like with a docking port to carry it down to the moon surface, I realised that the shape of lander I built, the rocket engines pointed at the rover, which caused it to rotate wildly because the rocket thrust was hitting the rover. <laughs> I was like, oh, I made a slight design flaw there. Turn it up to full throttle and just watch it spin crazily out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, reverse it that. I might try that again. <laughs> Redesign it slightly. Well, just keep trying. <laughs> That's the trick, isn't it? Yes. And that was basically what I played during those two weeks, I think. Probably. I don't remember anything else. Just Kerbal and Dirt. Yep. Dirt. 
Kerbal Rally. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, Robert Kemp. What? Is it your turn? Me? What have you been playing? Well, uh, Zach can help me out with this one. Because uh, we, I well, I, he watched me play the Splatoon Global Test Fire last week. Yes, sweet. So Nintendo basically opened up Splatoon for probably the smallest beta ever, <laughs> and that there were three individual hours of gameplay you could opt into. Okay, uh, and it was open to everyone. Um, oh right, so smallest in the sense of time, not time, in the sense yeah. of like, people. Yeah, it was open to everyone, but the amount of time you, everyone had was very restricted. Right. Um, Did they over? Was it three hours for every like from these times between these times? Yeah. So okay. it's th- like, but in three separate single hour slots. So there's one in the morning, one in the middle of the day, and one in the evening. So it's quite inconvenient, really. <laughs> So that all the time zones had an equal chance, presumably. Presumably, yeah. Um, and it was a, uh, yeah. I'm excited for that game. I think it has a lot of a lot of promise, even if the controls are going to take some hell of getting used to. Yeah, I mean, I could barely, I barely <laughs> could tell where I was even going when I was playing that at, at the Eurogamer thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the tilting the thing, I kept all constantly looking t- towards the floor, which is the standard thing with those. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, anyway. I, I can I can see the tilting being useful once you sort of discipline yourself to be good at it. I mean, the problem is, is that as soon as I get into a fight for the first few rounds, I was basically tarding out, going, "Oh god, it's a fight!" And then you're like with the controller, and then of course you aim like an idiot, and you don't really shoot properly. And it's a that takes a little bit of getting used to to basically sort of have a sort of. I suppose that's true of any shooter, really. You need to have a certain calmness to be able to react uh, to the situation properly without going blah. Yeah, I suppose that which does well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I generally don't. <laughs> so there's some of that terrain, in. and I did try turning the motion controls off, but I, I'm not sure I particularly liked it without them. Uh, to be honest, it, it, I, I think I preferred using it with the motion. Right. Um, and I'm not sure if that's just because there's a feel problem or maybe the way the game handles or its sensitivity was odd. Um, but there was, yeah, there was something I didn't quite get to grips with with motion controls off compared to with them on. Not saying that I got to grips with them on either. But, um, but I think it's an interesting way of doing things. And it does set it apart from other shooters, mm-hmm. um, this kind of reliance on it. Um, I do kind of wish that you could, because up and if you're playing with motion controls, up and down aiming is purely done with the gamepad, whereas uh, left and right you sort of have a some amount of control with the stick as well, um, which is a little confusing because obviously you can't, uh, you need to be turning with the stick and turning with the control pad, and you can end yourself end up with yourself in sort of awkward positions, I suppose, when you're like when you forget that you need to return to center with the controller. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're off, off centre, right? Yeah, and there is a button on the gamepad to to say to recenter view, but I don't yeah. know quite. It, and there must be a trick to using that appropriately with how you're I'd be hitting moving the, the controller. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, but gameplay wise, it's 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 it's, it's quite good fun. I kind of suck at it. Um, 
compared to everyone else that oh, seemed to be playing it. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Compared to everyone else that seemed to be playing it, it seemed, seemed kind of poopy. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's okay. There's a lot of debate going on about whether the the roller weapon, which basically removes your ability to shoot, but instead replaces it with a giant paint roller, so you can mark territory real fast. But it's an insta kill weapon if you run someone over with it. Hmm. Um, whether that's way too powerful. Right. or not and i think perhaps at early level play i can agree with that but theoretically once everyone gets good then the roller should become less of a problem mm. um it's generally how the discussion has gone um it's it's the most unique weapon in the game and that you know it's one of those ones that sort of drastically changes your play style um and actually works in ways that are beneficial to the game rather than just being like a shotgun. You know, you actually, the the actual painting mechanic works to its favor dramatically. Um, uh, so it's, it's, it's neat. And I'm sort of, basically it turns out, I think those are the only, there are only four main weapons, like the, the normal gun, the uh, shorter range, but faster firing version of the normal gun, the roller and a, and a sort of sniper rifle type thing, which is actually kind of fun to use. Um, uh, but yeah, I had a real good time with it. The demo had a couple of maps. The maps seemed pretty solidly designed. Um, was was it? Were they different from the ones you played at the? Um, the yeah, I think they I think they were both different to the ones we'd seen before, um, or the one we'd seen before. Um, although they, I think that the sort of initial release is going to be a little bit uh, low on content by the sounds of it. So that like Nintendo have said that the initial version is only going to have five maps but that these maps will be increased over the course of the summer. Um, so they're sort of staggering the release of them. Um, right. Probably so they can get the game out earlier and then uh, add things after the fact. I don't know if that's due to market timing, that they want the game to come out early, but realize that they're not going to have the maps ready, but because they're making an online game, perhaps it's okay. You know, That does mean you'd probably have to have some installed space set aside. <laughs> On your right. drive for things. It's quite unusual for Nintendo to launch a game that content light and then add it over time. But yeah. I suppose they've been doing... I mean, Mario Kart had plenty of content, I guess, but they have been added quite a lot with the DLC. So. Sure. Well, yeah, they've added an extra 50% content, so that's that's quite chunky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the impression is is that these these additions are all going to be like for free for a while. Um. So, like you know, the, the the stuff they'll be adding to the game, everyone's going to get. Yeah, uh, which is cool because that's the way to approach maps, really. Like map, I still disagree with the concept of map packs. Really, it's like everyone because it just creates segregation in the community, and generally, I think results in either the demise of a community if too many people go for the map packs, or the opposite that nobody actually bothers with the new maps <laughs> right, so yeah. it's like i don't know uh, maps should always be free it's like other stuff like features and other game modes maybe that you should have to pay to opt into i suppose um uh yeah but it's, it's a lot of fun i enjoyed it like it looks great uh the sound is somewhat chaotic and the music style is a bit odd like it's a sort of a punk rock mixed with i don't know silly squid voices <laughs> okay I don't, I don't know i don't even know how to describe it really i don't, don't know if zach has any ideas about how to describe squeaky punk no it's just a weird <laughs> wibbly noise yeah wibbly punk 
Wibbly punk. Yeah, the, the rounds are very short. I think they might only be like two and a half minutes or something like that, or maybe three, something like that. So each game is very short, very tight. Um, I think it could do with being a tiny bit longer, but the way that the, the, the map kind of twos and throws can be quite dramatically fast. Like one team can suddenly get a push on and take over enough to rain super, super quickly. So perhaps the short games are appropriate. Um, but there are some stuff around the edges, like the way the lobbying system works and the way the uh, teaming works that I think could do with some work. Uh, like, um, like, for instance, it's hard to know. You don't know, actually, what any of the classes are on your team, like who's playing what, um, who's the roller, for instance, who's a sniper, um, until the game begins. And there's no okay. way to change class mid-game. Right, so um, you're just giving it, and that's it. Yeah. It's somewhat random, yeah. You, so you could end up with a team of four rollers, for instance, and it's like, well, this is going to be somewhat weird. What well, did you have any particularly weird games when you were playing then, from that I, perspective? I, I think we had a had a couple where it was like two rollers and two snipers, for instance, and no one using the proper guns, which I don't know. I guess can work if you manage to take control and keep it, but. Uh, I, I think generally that would benefit, like especially if you're trying to play high level or whatever. That you you know you kind of need to know what your layout is, um, and maybe that's more map dependent as well. So if you know which map was coming up, um, picking the your loadout for that level could be better. Uh, maybe that's stuff that was just limitations in the in the beta, but it's uh, it, it seems like a weird omission for a game and you know team focused game. I think things like Call of Duty and stuff can get away with it, but when it's four and four and quite tight, it, it feels like it needs it. Mm. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I mean, so you you you're pretty keen on getting it then? When I'm it I'm on? I'm psyched. Yeah, I've got it. I've I'm got psyched. it pre-ordered okay. and everything. So it's uh, cool. And, I, and I'm not advocating pre-order culture in any way, but it's just you know it, I. I can't see how this could go wrong at this point, other than a poor network launch, I suppose. Uh, you know, if the service suddenly stopped working. <laughs> uh, but they seem to be, to, you know, going through the correct steps to get this to work. You know, running a beta, it being fit relatively stable during during our time there. There was a couple of drops, but not too bad. Not during a game; it was always at the in, in the lobby stuff. So. That's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, considering the trouble you've had with certain other shooters. Exactly, yeah. It seems fine-ish. I mean, yeah. it's not exactly Halo Anniversary. Well, what's it called? Halo Master <laughs> yeah. Chief Collection or whatever. Yeah, at least you could probably play this. Probably. <laughs> but we don't know. I thought it was good. Do you have any opinions, Zach? Well, I mean, you, you, I tried yeah. offering you to play it, but you didn't really want to. So I don't know if that's a bad size. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter for me because I'd have to get a Wii U to be able to actually play it. So. <laughs> yeah, no, but, you know, you can you can cast opinions on what you've seen. Yeah, I, I don't know. It looked fine. I think I, I probably wouldn't want to play it with the motion control and if the if the control stick control isn't right as you thought it might not be then that's going to be a problem yeah i might not have just you know had enough time to really tinker with the settings to how i would have wanted because you know one hour of time isn't a lot really to to play with it Um, 
want like a non-multiplayer setting to fuck around with that shit. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, there is going to be some single-player stuff in the yeah. in the in the final product. So you know, that would be the place, I guess, to hone what control scheme you want. But I'd imagine, like, like if you manage to nail the motion controls, you probably have a, a a bit of an advantage in terms of reaction speed. You know, in the same way that a mouse has an advantage over a controller, I guess. Possibly. Still, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I hope I don't suck so bad at it once once I've played it a bit more. I think there's another one-hour slot coming up next weekend, so maybe I can sneak in on that, but I might not be about. I might be at that beer festival I got wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, assuming it's happening next weekend. (laughs) Assuming I haven't screwed that up as well. I should join you, really. (laughs) That you should. Everyone should always join everyone. I'm coming towards... It's a festival of booze. Very, but I don't know. We shall see. Isn't it like bank holiday weekend? Probably. Okay. I don't know. Can't be. It's I think there good. is another one at the end of May, yeah, so that must be that weekend. No, that'll be the weekend after, surely. Uh, surely it's the 25th is the bank holiday, is it? Oh, no, yeah, you're right, because it's the last month, weekend. It's exactly on Sunday. <laughs> so, yeah. But there's like a rail strike on, um, on that Monday or something from 5 yeah. p.m.? Or something, so I'd have to go home before five pm. Well, I'd have to get home before five pm. A rail strike? Yeah, national rail. Uh, All railways. uh, Couldn't you have done it any other weekend when we didn't care? (laughs) They're trying to do it on the point. Yeah, that's (laughs) the point. I suppose it's the oh that's a that's a bit of a shitter for people because it's also the weekend of Radio One's big weekend in Norwich. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's going to cool cause some problems. Stuff. Well, screw up Gnome's commute on the Tuesday for sure. Yeah. Actually. No, never mind. On a Tuesday. <sighs> yeah, I don't like that song either. I don't know why I brought that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> forget to turn that down. Never happened. That never happened. On Tuesday. Um, <laughs> so I've been playing Freedom Planet some more. Okay. And I can't remember how far I got with my discussion last time, but Freedom Planet. Yeah, I've effectively finished the uh, the the campaign as the most Sonic-like character okay. uh, in the game, and it's like I think I stand by kind of what I said last time, and I kind of like the cut of its jib, but it's. There are there are elements to it where I think they've just mispaced it or they've just slightly missed the mark. Like the bosses are, you know, objectively pretty cool. Like if you're just the way they 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 actually the design of them, the sort of epicness of the fights, the way they're uh, you know designed and animated and stuff looks really cool. Um, there's just something wrong with how they play compared to the rest of the game that doesn't necessarily work. Um, as well. well, it's not like the boss fights with big strength of Sonic games, really. Well, no, and, and, and partly because that was in they kind of did them in Sonic in the wrong direction. Most boss fights in most Sonic games are quite easy, and you know it's sort of slow and uh, yeah. quite well. Uh, what's the word? Telegraphed. 
Right, um, yeah. when things are about to happen and this is not that these fights right. are lightning fast with zero telegraphing basically right. and occasionally random attack patterns yeah, you know so it will, it will swap from one pattern to another meaning you can't necessarily adjust your strategy based on okay i'm going to stay out of the way for this attack because i know that what he's going to do next right gives me an opening right. um you and they do don't, don't not know. every boss follows that some do um and they can still be difficult because they're difficult. Um, yeah. and it will take you a few attempts to learn a proper patent and to learn a proper attack. And that's kind of fine. But the ones where they are just sort of somewhat random just don't feel right. I think they would feel better if the game had a hard mode, which it probably does actually thinking about it. I'm not sure. Um, and that was how those bosses played in hard mode. I think I would be okay with that. But the contrast between how those bosses play in a normal mode compared to the rest of the game just feels like too big a jump every time. Right. It's like, I'm going in for a boss fight. Okay. I'm going to have to set aside like 20 lives or something to try and take this guy down (laughs) or a few continues or whatever, because they're really hard. They are really hard and they get super hard at the end of the game. The last boss, for instance, basically has an attack that does half your health uh, in one hit, which when compared to some of the other bosses, which have, I don't know, you can take like five, quite a few hits before you're out. This one particular attack with his green drippy knife is just a bit too brutal, and it's wow. he moves a long distance across the screen. Some he could be coming from off the screen, and for it to just hit you, you might not have anything you can do about it. Is a bit cheap. Um, How does the health work again? Like, so it is like it, no, it's effectively a health bar, right. um, but it's represented as sort of like uh, red leaves. Um, Okay, and it depletes as you get hit, and certain attacks will take off more of your leaves than other. Right, so it's other. Like hearts in Zelda, or whatever. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, it's like the bosses kind of uh, are quite annoying in that respect because certain attacks do more damage than others, even during the same boss fight. So if you get hit by anything large and plasmary, that's probably going to do more damage than if you take a physical hit from something, um, with the exception of that knife. Um, <laughs> And so it becomes a little difficult to know what risks you can and can't take until you figure out through failure um, uh, exactly how these particular weapons act. Um, and that does I I I kind of don't think boss design should be like that. I think that you should be able to figure it out by being smart, not by dying a lot. Right. You know, I think that's how I how I'd like boss fights to work, just in general. Um, Especially seeing as you know, no one likes to die in a in a Sonic-y sort of game. I don't know. It's not like the, it's not a pleasurable experience. It's not like Meat Boy, where you just jump straight back into it and do it. There is a sort of slight delay as it does the sort of classic. Um, oh, here's the level again. Uh, here's the intro card kind of thing. Um, and here you are back in the action. But actually, the way it checkpoints quite a lot of the time leaves you some distance away from where the actual fight is. Um, so you still have to go through a little bit of level in order to get there. And you could get quite badly hurt sometimes during these level, int- these like boss intro sections. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it adds, it's, th- those are, those are pretty irritating sometimes. But you know, I'm being quite negative on the boss fights, but it's like, if you were to, as I said, if you took, if they just had a few tweaks to make them a tiny bit easier, uh, or, you know, added a few pauses where there was a suitable moment where you could get in to have an attack uh, in some kind of pattern that you could predict, then 
I think that, that, that it would be a lot better for it. Um, keep them how they are for hard mode, but at normal mode, they need a bit of tweaking. Um, and I, I still like the style. I think the graphical look is nice. I, as dumb as the storyline is and as kind of somewhat hammy as the voice acting is, I kind of like it because it feels like it's of the time. Oh, I see. Okay. It's sort That's of weird. Like it, a, yeah. Inverse it, retro sort of. Kind of. Yeah. It's sort of like, like the obviously games of that era probably wouldn't have had voice acting, but it feels bad enough that you can imagine it existing at that time. <laughs> God. Okay, but not that I'm saying that it's, it's weird. It's sort of it's not that even the performances are that bad in places. It's that it's just super hammy, and I don't think they've been. It sounds like some of the performances have been phoned in by people with different microphones and different setups and stuff right. like that. You yeah, know, yeah. a bit like probably as you're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, indeed, we're phoning it in for real, Literally. for realsies. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, generally I, I, I've enjoyed it, and I am going through it again with the other characters, the more combat-focused character at the moment. Carol, the Wildcat. Um, actually, that's probably one of the worst names in the game. Her official name is Carol T, like T as in Twinings. Carol, yeah. Car- that's a, it's just a bad name. <laughs> it's just a bad name. Carol T. Carol T. Um, she's a green wildcat and has more effective attacks and can ride a motorbike up ladders. <laughs> Naturally. Of course. Uh, and the bosses are actually quite, that so far have been quite a lot easier with her um, because she can do more damage with her attacks, basically, at the cost of mobility. And so I'm only about halfway through the game again with her, uh, and, and I haven't necessarily come across bosses that have been problematic because of my lack of mobility compared to the other. Um, I, I predict I will come across boss, I, you know, knowing what the bosses are, I predict I'm going to have problems at some point uh, by simply not being able to move about as fast. And uh, like some of the lilacs abilities, for instance, gives you temporary invulnerability, which would, is useful to avoid certain things. Uh, but I'm not going to get that with Carol. So I reckon there'll come a point where that's going to get real tricky. It almost feels better playing it through again, kind of knowing what's coming. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I you know I quite, quite like it. Quite like it overall. Cool. Not not the best, but you know. I mean, it was kind of tailored for you in some ways, but <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. But still, I, I guess I was the target for it. Yeah, and in a way. Hey, and guess what? I didn't realize this, but it's built in Click Team stuff. Really? Yeah, it's made in Fusion, I think. Oh, wow, that's quite impressive, given what we know of that stuff. Well, it turns out that I think that another group of programmers had to come in and help them with a, a, the recent patch version that supposedly turbocharged it to remove the uh, to remove some performance issues they had with it. And now, what that means, I don't know. Whether they actually had to go and optimize whatever code Fusion generated. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows how how, they, how yeah. well that would go down? Yeah, but yeah, it's built it's built in click team stuff, which I thought was kind of neat. Hmm. Very neat. Guess it proves how far it's come from the days we were using it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, we did always try to make side scoring platforms because that was one of the things you could easily enough do with 
old <laughs> click theme products. Kinda. Not at the sort of speed that this runs at. And... Although maybe you could now. Well, maybe, it is maybe, the, maybe, maybe it is all the same tech on a modern PC. Is fine. <laughs> maybe you could if you actually knew how to program a platform movement rather than just using a built-in one. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, imagine trying to make a Sonic movement with the old style stuff. Yeah, imagine it must be real difficult. So yeah, Freedom Planet. Uh, I also have been hitting up. Still playing Rayman. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's. I'm getting towards the end of it. Uh, well, I finished most of the news content now, um, and plowing through a little bit of the origins content that's there as well. Uh, that game consistently charms the whole time. It's pretty great. And I know charming. I've said that before, but yeah, it just it seems to maintain a, a, a level of yeah. I'm not I'm not done with this. I want to keep going but the whole time. It's uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, I, it, I kind of like the fact that the game do, takes no part of itself seriously in that there's like zero plot, basically. You're, the only thing you really have to know is that you're, there are evil teensies as well as the good teensies you're rescuing, and there's five of them, and you have to stop them. And when you stop them, they go to the moon, and weird demon things poke them in musical fashion, and you win when you get all five of them. <laughs> Okay, and that's pretty much what happened. Like, I defeated the fifth boss, and uh, the the dark teensy got sent to the moon, and uh, the credit sequence rolled. <laughs> and it's like no explanation, no nothing. It's just like, yeah, there you go, you're done. And I kind of like that. This is like no fanfare. It's just like, yeah, you've you've played this now. It's a yeah, it's a it's a weird and wonderful and French thing. <laughs> Weird, wonderful, and French. Yeah. I like that they've retained their Frenchness despite the internationalness of Ubisoft these days. It's just so weird. If, if, all, <laughs> if all French stuff was this weird, then sign me up. I want more French. <laughs> Except not perhaps not in my racing games. But we have to think about that. <laughs> no French in your racing games. No. Nope. Otherwise fine. <laughs> Printing is disapproved. Disapproved? Whatever. You disapprove. I disapprove. But I don't disapprove of Rayman. I approve. No. Tis good. Tis a good game. Tis a good game. Uh, You know, to be honest, it's been, yeah, I've been quite busy these last two weeks, so I haven't actually really started anything new. Um, I'm, I'm having that sort of itch that perhaps I should. Um, well, we're theoretically going to technically start something new next time I come over. <laughs> Probably. What's that? We've finished Halo 1, so we're finally on to Halo 2. <laughs> yeah, on Master Chief. But the proper awesome remastered one. Yeah, Yeah. so we've, we've sort of seen the sort of start of it, and it does look quite good. Well, it looks kind. Of, it's kind of weird because of like how it, how unlike Halo One, it's a lot more sort of noticeably different because it's like even the sounds and stuff. Yeah, they've remastered pretty much everything this time. The whole the whole audio design has been has been lifted. Uh, you know things from like you know the classic uh, I don't know beepy I suppose alarms have been replaced with more dramatic sounding alarms like whoop whoop 
sort of alarms rather than beep, 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 beep. Yeah. they've done they've done quite a lot to it um so the, have, have you had much of a chance to try it then before? No, I, bas- I basically played through cairo oh uh, fair enough okay cool um I was just going to see what it looked like, but then, you know, in what always happens to me in Halo, I got drawn in and couldn't stop. Um. Well, yes. that's the plan. Then we'll actually play it, try and play it on Legendary. Oh, man. Like yeah. We, oh, we, no, we... you're not going to try and do Cairo on Legendary, are you? We are, yeah. Oh, that Can't be that it, Yeah, it didn't feel that hard in Legendary, but... We started not sucking too badly at the end of Halo 1 and yeah, Legendary, we... compared to the start, where we were yeah, being yeah. incredibly shit. We were like, oh, now we've actually got the hang of it again, I guess. Yeah, but conversation yeah. is like infamous for being yeah. impossible. Well, it's just certain segments where you come out up high and there's like some of the, uh, was it the dropship sort of, the bits where bits are phasing yeah, yeah. through the shields uh, low down. And uh, there isn't a great deal of cover up there. And I think Halo 2 co-op work in Legendary works where if one player dies, both players have to restart from the last checkpoint. Right. So that would, yeah. So I don't know if they've carried that over or if they've made it more like the the Legendary mode from the other games. Yeah. Uh, which you know, or you which basically just yeah, where co-op plays like the same in all modes. Mm. Um, so I don't know whether what they've done there. Um, but I seem to remember back in the day that it was super impossible and super harsh with that stuff. Mm. Well, I guess you'll find out maybe yep. tomorrow. We'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Um, and I also have a GameCube adapter for the Wii U now that I haven't yet to try. Um, what does that do? But it uh, to allow the GameCube controllers to work with Smash Bros. Oh, got it. Finally, okay. Which you know Man, will hopefully make that, that game. Take? Well, it, in the end, I gave up because although you can now get the official ones, they have Mad Cat ones, ones do they? Also? The, the, yeah, there's some there's some third party stuff turning up, and apparently they work just fine. Right. So I picked one of those up. Okay. For considerably less money. Really? Yeah, like a third of the price of the official one. The official one's like thirty five pounds or something. Really? And the one I got was like tenner. Jeez. Okay. And it's got pretty good reviews and stuff, so I'm hoping it works just fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Sounds yeah. sensible. I, I normally don't do that. I normally go official on everything. Like I'm not the guy that would buy unofficial controllers or any of that. No. Because that's, 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 that stuff is good. pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, that stuff is never good. So yeah, stuff will happen. Maybe you'll hear my impressions of Dirt Rally if I jump in on that. <laughs> And we've still got two weeks until, well, a week and a bit until Splatoon comes out. So maybe some of that will come in next cast. That would be cool. And then we'll have our E3 cast before before long after that. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. You've been playing much? Uh, well, I carried on playing Grand Theft Auto, of course. Of course. Um, but um, like, it looks amazing. Okay, it, the, the amount of detail in that world is just stupid. I don't know how they, I don't know how many people work for them or how much time they spent doing it because it's ludicrous. But anyway, um, it looks amazing. Um, it doesn't run as well in the countryside, um, I don't think. Hmm. Which is, you'd think, which is a bit weird because there's loads of detail in the city and stuff, but I think it must just be the foliage, foliage? and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I guess so, because there is quite a lot. I think you can adjust it, but it, it still, still seems, runs fine. But I have had it crash like a couple of times now. Mm. Uh, after a while, 
it just bombs out immediately, like everything running fine and then bomb, totally gone. And mm. I think I've just run out of memory. So I think I just need some more RAM. So I'm going to try that. Buy. The, the trouble with my um my stupid motherboard setup is that my my CPU cooler is too is so big that I can't use one of the slots oh, no. in my RAM sockets. <laughs> so like basically, but so I have like two four gig sticks in there to give me eight gigs. But hmm. now I can just buy two eight gig sticks and replace them and to give me sixteen gig. That's like a hundred quid. So I think I might do that because uh, then I can run VMs and shit if I need to for yeah for some reason. And anyway, I'll be getting Windows ten at the end of the year anyway. So. I've been, yeah. using, I've been using Windows 8.1 at work. Well, at that because I've been, I don't know if you know, Rob, but I've been on site at the train line. Yes, um, I do know. Yeah. So, um, uh, and they have all the latest Microsoft shit. So and I actually really like it. I, I quite like 8.1. I'm quite excited for it. I like some of the direction it's gone in. I, I yeah. sort of agree with people that I don't think 8.1 necessarily nails what they no. were trying to achieve. No. Um, but I, from everything I've seen from 10, that's it, 10 just feels yeah. like it's going to be the right direction for this yeah stuff. i think 10 will be really good um so i'm looking forward to that so yeah grand theft auto looks amazing um i've sort uh, of decided they, i think i'll be okay if it comes out early to upgrade my system like do the upgrade to 10 yeah uh, rather than try anything fancy um, yeah i mean i know you should you know it's probably recommended that you should try and do a clean install if possible but until we know more about how that's going to work i would rather keep everything on this machine yeah. Uh, rather than go through the whole reinstall, given that I'm still planning on building a new mach- new machine by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily want to go through that. I think compatibility-wise, we should be pretty much fine. Yeah. I think from good. everything I've heard. So yeah. I think it'll all work fine. And like. So yeah. Oh, and my graphics card, the 970, is just really good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Even with my big screen that's higher resolution than HD and stuff. It still manages to run shit, so it's pretty It's pretty amazing. Any news on, well, would you know anything about what NVIDIA are planning to do in the near future? Because obviously I'm interested if I'm going to be building. Uh, I don't know any, any. there'll be another round, won't there, or something, but I'm not I'm not keeping up with it now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but 970 was kind of a uh, kind of a sweet spot for a, uh, for price versus performance, I think mm. when I it certainly was when I everyone was excited because it was like, wow, okay, for this price, this is amazing or whatever. Um, but I mean, by the time you're building, you might be able to buy a nine eighty or whatever for for the same price. Maybe, so, yeah. So that, d- that depends on how looming, as I say, the next family of cards is. Yeah, exactly. Which I I'm not sure I know anything about, or I'm not sure I've heard anything about when that may be. My dropping. my experience has been it's sort of. Uh, I don't know, but it it seems like it's never really worth waiting for a high price card to come down in price because by no, the time no. it does, you might as well buy the new lower yeah, price. Yeah, the, the next generation will have yeah. happened by that it's point. It's always better to get the mid-level, well, not mid-level, but never get the top-level one because it's too expensive. But the next one down of any given generation is usually a good bet, I think. Mm. Unless um, you're mega rich and then then just get the the top one, obviously. Yeah. I mean, some of them you can are quite. Some of the mid-range cards are quite overclockable, anyway. Oh, sure. Like, especially given that my one came with, say, this tool that I can use to to overclock it quite conveniently. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I think my one does too as well. Because oh, I got like um, the MSI version of it, which is really, oh, sure. really nice. Yeah. Um, 
because I was actually looking for a, a card that was actually short enough that I could bloody fit it in the case. And this is only <laughs> just short enough because my case is really old. I mean, I really like it, but it's just the old configuration. Like they nowadays, everything is moved around now. The hard disk cages aren't where they were now anymore. Yeah. And like nowadays, the power supplies at the bottom and all kinds of things. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's slightly strange. Yeah, things have changed quite a bit too. But but yeah, so it just about fits, and it has this cool thing where. It, the fans don't even spin when it's in when it's in like desktop mode. Oh yeah, I, I when I, I think something changed on my machine at some point where the the, the CPU stepper I have, when if you turn it to like uh, max power saving or whatever, it will turn all the fans off as well now. And it didn't used to do that, so as mm. a, a strange. Oh, it probably what I reckon happens is it probably down voltages the fans to such a point where none of the case fans have enough power to actually work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That might not be good, but yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. But it does go mostly silent if I do that, so that's kind of neat. Mostly. I have. I do seem to have picked up a weird sort of... I, I, I want to say a sort of clicking noise that I think is coming from the fan of the power supply. Right. Which doesn't fill me with confidence. <laughs> Seems okay at the moment. Not quite so clicky today. Indeed. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Grand Theft Auto still really like it. I think you should play it at some point, Rob. But I mean, I still think I should. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I, I will probably get the PC version at some point and yeah, get it in a Steam sale at some point in the future. Yeah, check it out. I think you, I think you'd like where it is at this point in time. You won't think it's the best thing ever or anything, but that's fine. But I'm I'm happy to have paid for it twice and be playing it again because it's really nice. It looks awesome as well. Anyway, um, I just want to see another Red Dead. Come on! Oh God! <laughs> only that was. But they are making another Red Dead, I think. Um, but um, I don't really see. Well, I don't know. But they I can don't... obviously do do like yeah. another game. It obviously can't follow the same characters or anything no, like that. They can no. do something. They can in the do West, something. Surely. Yeah, but that was really nice and standalone. I thought Red Dead Redemption, but I'm sure mm. they'll do something really good. And I think, given the strength of this PC release of GTA V, maybe they'll do a nice PC release of whatever that is as too. Because I think the reason that they there is no PC release of Red Dead Redemption is apparently the tech is a total disaster zone, and their code base is a fucking mess. <laughs> right. It was a miracle that it worked. I mean, I think that's the best game <laughs> in the whole generation, but apparently yeah. it's a train wreck internally. So. Hmm. Um, um, so uh, like the port process would be yeah. pretty much impossible yeah well I'm sure it could be done but they just don't want to do it mm. or whatever so whereas they seem to have got a handle on their tech like at this point well and and you could argue that potentially the port well actually I was about to say I was about to say the port wouldn't be so difficult but then again it came out on 360 and PS3 first so it's they would have probably had to still do some sort of battle but you yeah. can argue that perhaps they went into it knowing full well that they would do a uh, an HD re- version or, you know, a, 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 not an HD version. Oh, with GTA Five, Oh, definitely. Yeah, all the assets, it's obvious that all the assets are like for, you know, a high quality or whatever. Yeah. Because it all looks really great on the, on PC and PS4. And, and uh, by all accounts, the PS4 and, and Xbox One versions are really nicely done too. So, mm. yeah. But you might as well get the PC version. I mean... Run it at super high res. Yeah, you'll get the most out of it. Although I am mostly, I'm 
kind of switching to mouse and keyboard for shooting sections and stuff, for getting headshots and things, but like mm. I had to turn the mouse sensitivity way down. I don't think it has the best mouse look. Like I don't think it's as good as Max Payne th- 3 on the mouse look. Sure. Um, Have you tried any of the first person stuff to see if that helps? Yeah, or... I tried it. I don't really like it very much. Okay. I mean, it's cool that it's there. I switch into first person for like looking at stuff and, you know, sometimes. But like, yeah. but like generally, you could just sort of swing the camera to see what you want and stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing the shooting in third person and the driving as well. Like, uh, the, because the driving first person, I like the idea of that, but like the, there's just too much cockpit, you know? Yeah. You can't really see enough of where you're going. Maybe I should try it on a bike or something. That would probably be quite cool. <laughs> yeah. Although that would probably feel a bit weird because it would probably tilt you crazily. Yeah, of course it would. Yeah. I might give that a try. Yeah. And the heists and stuff are still cool. Um, I like that idea and everything. Mm. Yeah. And the story is still quite a bit dumb and weird and kind of cool. And I don't know. I think it starts off stronger. I think I said last week it starts off quite strong, but it's still yeah. I'm still in that early stages, so... Because I'm, I'm, I've just got to the bit where where Trevor is traveling to um, Los Santos, but they crashed on my way to Los Santos, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I think maybe I need more RAM. <laughs> I don't know. Hard to tell. Could just be a general glitch. Yeah, it goes in. It gives you a thing which is like, oh, it crashed. Um, do you want to reboot in say um, in say in in GTA 5 safe mode or something? I was like, no. It's happened twice, so hmm. at least twice. So I think there's a problem of some kind. Uh, but but I don't, I, I mean, I think it must be something to do with me or my, because you haven't, you know, generally it's been well received. So I don't think yeah. it's just a randomly crashing game. I think it's just that I'm, because I noticed that my page file was big or whatever. Like I looked at my little RAM monitor and it was like, well, let me see if I can see it now. Page 8%. No, I guess that's normal. I don't know if eight percent is exactly normal. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. My base currently at four percent and forty-five percent RAM, and I'm not running anything, which probably means I'm due a reboot. Reboot because you know I have my mysterious RAM problem. Right. Yeah, I'm at fifty percent RAM. I know, not really. I guess I've got Chrome open. That's probably it. Yeah, Chrome will do it. Chrome yeah. is such a resource hog for memory. Yeah, I, I should go up to 16. I've had 16 gigs on my dev machine for the past three years, so I think 16 gigs is probably a good time. See, I'm, I've, got I've, I've been doing all right with... See, I've been running okay with six for a very long time. Yeah. It's, it's never actually been a problem, just having six. No, but um, in this case, it would be. <laughs> really. I was looking at uh, like new motherboards and stuff like that. The ones I was tempted with have like eight, RAM slots in them. <laughs> right. And they flank the CPU. So you've got oh, like Christ. CPU okay. and then with RAM either side of it. They look pretty cool. That's crazy. You could put tons of RAM in there. Yeah. I and mean, if you've got eight gig sticks, you put 32 gig of RAM in there. Hell yeah. No, wait, more than that. What? what, are we what uh, about? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you 32. can get 64. 64 gig of RAM. No. <laughs> Long. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to try and build this one big again. Oh no, I've lost you again. What? Hello. <laughs> oh, <All> good. <laughs> it's very helpful. Yeah. <sighs> well, I guess there's nothing else to talk about anyway. <laughs> no. 
that's probably that's probably it. We've sort of padded for the last ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, not a very interesting Dr. couple of weeks. Doctor Nick, your yeah. channel default channel no. timed out from the server. But there will be more videos coming up on our YouTube channel. channel. Uh, All right, I'm back. He's <laughs> back. That's a good question. What is the next video I, I, I'm going to put up? I probably need to go back to Final Fantasy for the next video to put up, right? Probably. For scheduling reasons. And then maybe, just maybe, Besiege will go up. After, <laughs> after like several Man, months. We've of... recorded that so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. The Dirt Rally thing kind of put me off my pen. Well, I'm going to check out the Dirt Rally thing then right after we finish recording, so that'll be good. And then... uh there's a there's another Sonic Adventure video to go up as well. Yep, we sure we, we played through the big the cat storyline. <laughs> oh, God, you must be running out of Sonic Adventure at this point. There's two more we'll probably get out of Sonic Adventure. Yeah. We've still got Gamma's storyline to go, and then there'll be the Super Sonic bit, which will be a short one. Theoretically, yeah. Spoiler alert, supersonic. <laughs> Absolutely not a spoiler. <laughs> uh, yeah. And maybe, well, maybe we, we should record Binary Domain or something tomorrow <laughs> so I could actually start playing that. Because it's next in the Steam A to Z list and I kind of want to play it to see how dumb it is. Yes, you kind of want to play it, but you, you're not, you keep not doing it. Well, yeah, because I was waiting for a video so we can go into it blind. <laughs> Try and figure out how weird it is. Live. Mm-hmm. Live and full of chive. Full <laughs> of chive? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like Stop chives. full of chives. <laughs> I like chives. The green. It must be good for you. Yeah, it's like pine trees. Probably good for you. (laughs) We cannot validate these claims. You could try and validate them. Yeah, I'll go on a pine diet. In fairness, we have had three different types of pine tree as our intro words so far. (laughs) I look forward to more pines in future. Yeah. Wolfram seems very keen on suggesting pines. It's like, and now for our next trip, the birch. We've run out of content for this podcast. Yeah, we, we totally <laughs> have. We totally have. Okay. Wrap it up, wrap, time to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us. Uh, check out all those uh, YouTube videos and um, we'll catch you next time for more Splatoon and uh, various other games on the Salacast. Thank you. Bye. Typical wait for Zach to say something or not say something. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> See you guys.